All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Share this out, share this out, share this out. This is Friday. There I am. Aaron, Aaron uh, Fowler made me a couple of new uh, um, banners there. So if you look at my new, uh, right up here, right over this way, right there on the screen. My new Orion Rising tag. It's not my uh, tag from my book. It's a tag that he made me, right? You can see that up there, right? Kind of cool. The background one is there too, but it won't show up. I'm looking at the monitor instead of the camera. Forgetting usually when I'm using my phone, I'm over here below the monitor. And now I'm over here on this camera. So you got to figure out what camera am I on? That one, this one, that one, right? I need those little uh, lights, the producers in my ear telling me what on one of the lights on. Oh, that one. Here I am. <laughs> So, okay, so uh, New Year, right? 2022. I got myself out of jail <clears throat> last week. Took me a, a week after the New Year to get out of jail from YouTube over an offense that I supposedly um, uh, um, bullied somebody or, or um, something like that uh, a year and a half ago. So they suspended me for, put me in jail for two weeks or until the end of December, so a whole month effectively. Uh, for something that I did, a video that I posted a year and two months or a year and four months prior to the offense, right? So that was a, a year and five months, almost a year and six months ago. They did the same thing to me last year. They got me for two videos that I did the prior year. So they're just doing that. To, and now I can't have another offense until after March or they'll delete me. They're going to look for that. They can, if they're going to go, if they're going back, into my archives. That means that some of you people out there are watching me and your trolls and you're, and you're picking uh, older stuff and you're clicking on it and turning me in for shit to get me deleted off of YouTube. It's okay. I only use YouTube as an archive, so I really don't care. Right. And that's why when I say that, that's when YouTube comes after me. Right. Because I don't, I say, I don't give a shit and fuck YouTube. Somebody turns that in and then I get uh, busted. They find something on me. So they'll find something again. Um, I'm not concerned with it. I'm already more popular on all the other platforms that this podcast goes out to. Um, I just leave it there for people who want to go back because my MP3 uh, podcast, I haven't uploaded the past years. I only have about four years going backwards instead of six. So there's about 200 shows or, well, not really. There's 400 total, almost 400. There's 450 now, I think, um, shows. So uh, I have about um, 470 um episodes on youtube uh because some of them were before i was doing the podcast and it was me when i was writing my book of prepping and that sort of stuff and i was doing prepping videos so there's a bunch on there too uh right so welcome i didn't say hello i can see you guys there in the crowd connie welcome happy new year you said that denise welcome right john welcome if you guys uh, are out there and you don't say something in the chat i only see numbers so i don't know who you are Right. Okay. So let's get past that. Let's get into alien interview. Right. I'll have a banner up. Let me turn that banner off. It says, please share. Um, so let's get, let's get into it. Backstory quickly in case you're catching this for the first time. Right. People do that. Right. I was in the law of one for two years and 10 months. And every episode, somebody was like, what's this, what's this all about? Uh, and then, you know, so I give you a quick backstory. So the quick backstory, if you look at the description, it kind of gives you that story. Roswell, New Mexico, 1947, alien spaceship crashed. The federal government first says it's an alien spaceship that crashed. And then the next day they turn around and say, no, 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 no. It was a weather balloon. 
And then they covered the entire thing up. And, and uh, even the guy, the rancher, who was the one who found the stuff, um, they wouldn't even let him on his part of the property that was there. The American military went through and scoured the place and stole everything that was there. And they claimed that it was just a weather balloon. And that's the story that they've been sticking to. Rodney, welcome, my brother. Rodney McGilvery is in the house. Welcome. Good day to you, my brother. Um, so the the government covered it up and said that it was nothing. Back then, there was this nurse who claimed that she saw an alien body, in fact, was well because she was working in the military on the military base at um, in Roswell. And then the, the she talked to a reporter and said they have an alien in there, and I've talked to it. Quickly, she disappeared after that, and the government said she never existed. They pulled a Bob Lazar on her and uh, tried to erase her existence from ever working for the government. Right. So Argentina, welcome. We just started a show uh, up here that was a show that was yours down there. Uh, and it inspired somebody in America to make the show. Um, I don't know what you guys called it, but they're, they're calling it the um, cleaning lady. It's about a, a woman who was a housekeeper cleaning lady. Uh, and she gets caught up in this mob hit. And because she knows how to clean that shit up, she ended up to save her life, cleaned it up. Then the mob guy liked her and basically hired her. And so I watched the first uh, two episodes of that show. They just started to air it here in the United States. And they get, and it's based on a TV series from Argentina. So you probably know about it. <laughs> so I kind of like it, right? Although it's set in Las Vegas. I don't know that you guys, I don't know where your guys's was set in because we always change that stuff when we come to America with it, you know. In uh, America, usually steals almost every program that we have on television. We love the British. We, there's not a game show that we have in America that wasn't stolen from them, right? <laughs> so I don't think there. I don't think America has an original game show, or there might be one or two, but I doubt it. Most of the stuff happened in England first, and then it comes over. Then we bring it over here. So welcome Argentina, right? I'm in California, USA. Okay, so. They claimed that the woman was non-existent and didn't happen. So she was sworn to secrecy. As she got older, when she was about to um, to die, uh, she was in, um, I was told Scotland, but I was told from a really good source in Ireland that she was actually in Ireland and that that was misinformation to keep people away from her. And he even told me what her actual name was, the, the alias that she was going by when she died. And this guy uh, is a friend of mine and I've known him for a long time and we actually work together. So I know, and I don't mean a, a mundane job. I mean, we're both in one of the uh, global coalitions together. We're in a coalition together and we work with other coalitions. So I know that when he tells me something, he's not making it up. It doesn't matter, but either way, the euthanasia was legal in the country she was in and she was dying and I believe it was cancer and she was terminal. So she decided to, um, you know, get assistance just prior to that. She decided to, take all the information that she had had stole, collected and anything that she could remember that she wrote down, she compiled all that. Actually, she didn't compile it. She gave, she gave all of it to the reporter. One of the reporters that was um, uh, trying to get her to give the information said, we need to get this information out to the world. I'm going to be dead by the time it hits the airwaves and the government can't do anything about it anyways. Right. Which is what happens. I don't know if you guys know who I am. Some of you do. Some of you don't. I created Ancient Aliens Worldwide the group on uh, Facebook before there was an Ancient Aliens World, uh, group on Facebook. Uh, they had their page up for History Channel, but there was no fan group. I created that back in 2012. And uh, now it has um, uh, uh, almost what is it? Two hundred and. It has uh, 180,000 or 200, 280,000 members, 280,000 members. So it's insanely big. 
uh, biggest uh, 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 alien group on the planet. People keep telling me there's another one, but I, I don't seem to be able to find it. So they must have blocked me as the creator and owner of Ancient Aliens Worldwide. I don't know. Um, maybe I'll hop on a different uh, tune. So my point, my point is that, um, you know, what they're doing and what they did and the information that, that we that we get um you know i'm i am a ufo hunter and i and i get this information from people and the weird thing is this video was given to me from um mandy wilson who is the the uh um, headmistress of ancient aliens worldwide she's the person that is running that uh group completely with a whole staff that of volunteers uh and she's the one that gave me the video and and i've been doing it now i'm one what week what is this week 22 is that what i put on there right so, and no one else is out there talking about or playing this video, which is odd because it, it, I'm not denying it. I'm not denying that the video is not real. I've gone over that uh, many times. What I'm, what I'm picking apart is the things that she's saying um, that is pointed. You'll see quickly when I start playing this uh, because uh, quickly in the first five or six minutes, she gets into basically telling us what a mess we're in here in, uh, on the, uh, you know, prison planet, uh, prison barge earth, which it's not a prison. Um, although it kind of is. So they're telling the, the truth with the big lie or they're telling a big lie with the, with the truth. Uh, because anywhere everyone goes in the third density, this is the scenario you're in a, basically a prison you're in a you're you're a baby and you're in a in a crib and you have to figure out how to get out of the crib and start your life right so this is what this is that we're living and understand that so she's using that information that's what the evil people have been doing across the world and they continue this narrative that some other races made the human race there's truth to that they did but not the souls that are in it Okay, 22 alien races contributed to this meat puppet that I'm sitting in and that, you know, the one that you're sitting in. Okay, so our DNAs have a bit of 22 alien races. There's a reason for that. I'm not going to get into the details of all that here for this show. Um, Tune in on some of my other shows that I do and you'll get more of that information because that's a long I could do a three hour show just on explaining to you what happens here and all of this. However, you need a little bit of that knowledge to understand the lies that people in service to self tell people who are in service to others and convince other uh, people, period, whether you're in service to others or in service to self so that they can continue drawing the narrative where they're doing right. (laughs) <laughs> Julie says, whoa, Leo, I thought it was much later. No, no, yeah, you're doing good. It's only quarter after uh, 4 p.m. my time. So welcome, Julie. <laughs> so um, so, we're, so we're getting into, so we're going to get into that, but you do have to have a little bit of the backstory on the human race to understand what she's up to. I tell you about it all the time and while it's happening. But if you don't know that, I know that the, the, the truth of how things are working, that's what I do. Okay, it's what it is what I do, not 100%, but mostly what <laughs> it's what I'm here for. Okay, so yeah, it's utter chaos. Well, that's what they try to, to sow, right, Julie? They're they're taking the fact that we're here as a baby soul for the first time, we're mind wiped, and that was done on purpose, and they're utilizing that information and saying, well, you're in a, in a prison that some outside source alien race that you can't see. Right. And that you'll never be able to get out there to see. But they're there and they're trapping you. And every time you die, they trap you and convince you to come back and tell you you're on a secret mission. 
right? So they tell everybody they're on a secret mission. Everybody's God. Everybody's on a secret mission, right? <laughs> oh, you said no, Leo, my house. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Your house is under chaos. Well, it's under chaos on, in our house too, right? I mean, not just my house. My house is not, in fact, chaos right now, except for I have a mother who is 77, going on 78, who has Alzheimer's. So there is a factor, a random factor involved in her chaos. However, the I was speaking to the proverbial world, but that's funny. You were just like, no, my home, dude. <laughs> no, this, this house of mine. That's funny, Julie. <laughs> Right. Hey, life is what life is. So we got to, you know, life, you know, was it the life gives, gives you lemons, you make a lemonade, right? I say life gives you lemons, you make pound cake. <laughs> whatever. You can make whatever you want out of it. I say lemon chicken. Life gives you lemon, make lemon chicken, right? And that's too sweet. I can't have it. Okay. So they do know that's the, that's the whole thing about people in service itself. Not all of them, but those who are in the know, quote unquote, with my fingers in the air because those of you on the mp3 podcast you can't see anything they're in the know they that's the whole thing so i'm not going to get involved in that that's how they hijack the the matrix right so what they're doing is they're redoubling down quadrupling down by uh sending information to us this misinformation and they use truths to lie and make it sound the opposite of what it is okay and that's what she does and what she's going to do now i don't want to go too much further without just going ahead and starting it uh, because I always spend way too much time. I'm already 15 minutes in, but then that usually is how long it takes for the crowd to build. If I start right in the beginning, people show up like Julie, she'll show up. Sometimes people you watch, they'll be popping in and going, oh, crap, I'm late. And they get here at five, right? <laughs> they'll have to go back and watch it. So, okay, let me add this to the stream and we'll go ahead and start. We're picking up basically Illusions right in the middle of by a, others is very desirable. Here. If the desired admiration is not forthcoming... And it looks like my Wi-Fi is kind of fluttering a bit. I don't know if you guys know that, uh, where I'm at, where I'm located. I'm surrounded by four different air bases, two military and two civilian commercial uh, international air bases. So um, I get problems with my Wi-Fi, even though I'm paying for like the second fastest Wi-Fi known to humankind, well, known to civilian sources. So right now it's good, but every now and then it fluctuates. So I, I apologize when that does happen. Okay, so here we go. Is we will keep creating the illusion in an attempt to get admiration. One could say that the entire physical universe is made of unadmired illusions. The origins of this universe began with the creation of individual illusionary spaces. See, now, this, this part right here is where she starts the lie. You have to understand that Errol... If you've got never heard this, any of this before, the alien is in a female named Errol. She calls herself Errol. Uh, and she's basically piloting a drone. Okay. She's not really in the in the body. She's she says she claims she's light, but she doesn't she doesn't speak to it. Um, she claims she's a light source that's uh, that's been around for a billion, billion, trillion, trillion years. Uh, that right. So she's been around for a very, 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 very long time, like going back to like almost the beginning. She doesn't believe that there is a source. She doesn't believe that there is a creator. She believes, it, and she vaguely, and this is what they always do, people who are, are in service to self and, they, and they're defying that there is a, a creator and a, and a God, in a positive in any way, a positive being, they skate over, they kind of glass over the creation. Well, we created ourselves all at once. Yeah, all of us. Really, that's weird because, like, you all of a sudden, uh, a bunch of entities who were nothingness became self-aware at the same time and created themselves. Is that what you're telling me? That I, I find that hard to believe. How many were there <laughs> at the time? 
And how come none of you guys fought and killed each other? You just kind of got along and went, well, we're all here. Let's just start making shit. So now she's talking about, well, the first place was made was, you know, but the first thing she said was true, though. Most of the universe is made up with uh, of of uh, um, scenery that's been made that nobody's actually looking at and observing. That was the reason that the creator created the, the races of people, not just to um, to uh, uh, observe, but mostly to observe and experience that which the creator has created. And then the creator decided, hey, let's have every possible experience known to mankind. That's the story in a nutshell, but they don't claim any of that. They claim that none of that's true, and they don't know how or who created them. They just know that they were created, and they created themselves, basically, and then created everything. And then they lost the knowledge of how to do that. So she says that originally they, all the animals were created by a company all across the universe. And that company designed the animals to start breeding for themselves. And it kind of put them out of business. And that was so long ago that no one remembers how to repair or build animal life forms or anything. So it's dying everywhere in the universe. That's what she claims, right? So she's about to do some more of that right here in a second, right? So let's continue here. These were the home of the Isbees. Sometimes a universe is a collaborative creation of illusions by two or more Isbees. A proliferation of Isbees and the universe they create sometimes collide or become commingled or merge to an extent that many Isbees shared in the co-creation of a universe. Isbees diminish their ability in order to have a game to play. Isbees think that any game is better than no game. They will endure pain, suffering, stupidity, privation, and all manner of unnecessary and undesirable conditions just to play a game. See, now she's calling that a game, and this is what they have to do. They have to say, well, we just do that because we're bored and we want to play games, right? Because on the flip side, there's a reason for it. On the flip side, you're having experiences because the creator wanted to have every possible experience known and unknown. So all of the races, all of the life forms, everything is created for that purpose, right? So in a sense, is are you know are we all just playing a game? Well, yes, we are, <clears throat> but we're not doing it just for the fun of it. We're doing it because we're collecting these experiences, and yeah, it is because the fun of it. So so you see how she puts some lies in with the truth. She omits the the source portion and then explains away everything that everybody's doing as nonsensical everybody would they would they want to they're just playing a game pretending right pretending that one does not know all see all and cause all is a way to create the constant the the conditions necessary for playing a game so a game for no reason because we're bored <clears throat> We decided to mind wipe ourselves and uh, not know everything and, and anything. So she's explaining away the creation and the need for the creator to uh, experience everything and us as well. Right. So religion would tell you that. And sorry, my, if you guys are hearing tones and stuff, I have um, uh, my I'm on the base computer and everybody's talking to me on uh, Facebook. They're all they're all putting messages up there. And so it keeps going, bing, bloom, bloom. I apologize for that. 
Um, I'd have to close that to get that to turn off. Anyways, I'm not going to worry about it. You guys just have to deal with the little tone every now and then. Everybody hears it. I hear it on everyone else's show, too. It's part of the uh, fucking program. Pardon my American. Okay, so so here's how they do that. They just omit the first part of creation. And those of you who are atheists, you can say, well, then you guys just added that creation part. You don't know, dude. No one really does. That's the whole point. That is actually the point. Right. No one does. And you have to make up your own mind as to which path you're going to follow. Okay, so you can believe that if you want. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to give you the knowledge that's fair. She's giving you the the anti knowledge uh, in a way that sounds like it's a positive thing. So she's giving you one version of reality. And it's and it behooves me to give you the other side so that you have both. You then make the choice. All right, here we go. Pretending that one does not know all, see all, and cause all is a way to create the conditions necessary for playing a game. Unknowns, freedoms, barriers, and or opponents and goals. Ultimately, playing a game solves the problem of boredom. In this fashion, all the space, galaxy, suns, planets, and physical phenomena of this universe including life forms, places, and events that have been created by ISBEs and sustained by mutual agreement that these things exist. Now, if you're here for the first time, ISBE is us, a human being, right? We are being, and that's what she's saying there, right? They are, which she used the vernacular is, and being, okay? So she calls the, the immortal soul ISBE. Because to say immortal soul or immortal spirit, the way we say it, has a lesser value than how large our immortal soul actually is. Do you understand? So like when we say God um, in the mind of the universe, that's something that's very sub, 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 sub level God. So it's really hard for us here to fathom the understanding and use the words. I was just uh, channeling. I was doing some medium work. Uh, uh, yesterday, last night, and uh, the person that I was talking to on the other side um, actually uh, changed from verbal communication with me to imagery because just, and he was on this planet not very long ago. He left, uh, he died about, I don't know, a few months ago, not very long ago, three or four months ago. And, um, and so he's just now, uh, transitioning and he, he was, you know, I was checking on him and he went from words to imagery and said, you have to figure out what the words are that I'm trying to give you in that language. So he's just been removed for a few months and he's already, uh, adjusting to not being here anymore. And it's in the language, uh, is, is not as readily available to him because on the other side, your energy. Right. And so everything is there is no time. Time is not linear. There is no uh, past, present and future. It all happens right now. So uh, you also when you're when you're in in a stage above uh, fourth or actually above third going even in fourth, but going past that for certain um, there there you can't hide anything. There is no hiding when you get within a certain distance of someone. Their entire life story is is uh, is floated to your brain instantly. All of it. And you do the same back to them. You don't have to say, hi, my name is so-and-so. How are you doing? And these are my credentials. They just know. Okay. So he was trying to tell me to tell someone something and he had to resort to imagery. And they do that a lot. 
they give us images that we understand smells, tastes, and, and that stuff in each medium has to um, then decipher for themselves what each thing means because they're they're literally talking to that medium only so things that one medium might say um you know like what's her name that long island medium she says when she sees a rolling pin or someone using a rolling pin that means that somebody cooking and likes to cook uh, a chef or uh, even just somebody that likes to cook uh, a you know a homemaker or, or something like that uh, and that's what that means to her Right. Um, so there are certain things that mean different things to each one of us anyways. So it was funny because that's what he did. So she's doing that. And this this is I'm not rambling is B is the closest thing she could say to make us understand that what we use as the word soul, uh, it, it means that it's actually higher than that. Um, uh, higher than our immortal, eternal immortal soul or spirit. It's actually a, a, a step above that. And she wants us to understand that, right? That it means an immortal being that is part of the creation that has the ability to create. That's very important. She's giving us that information. Yeah, I, I know. I separate things, uh, Denise. I, I compartmentalize a lot. Um, because like I'm, I've been an alien hunter since I was eight. Right. So I don't, I don't really talk about that so much, but I, I mean, here we're doing both. Uh, and I've been, uh, uh, into spirituality my entire life and raised that way and have, you know, four different, um, uh, religious titles from four different, um, uh, religions. Right. Uh, and none of them the same. So it's not like I have like, well, two, I have the, uh, I'm a, a holy monk, uh, in the Catholic Church, knighted by the Catholic Church, but I'm not a priest there because you have to go to their seminary to get the priest title. Uh, however, I have that title in, in the Christian uh, um, religion outside of the, Catholic, the Roman Catholic religion. I have been ordained a minister from the Universal Life Church in, in Phoenix, Arizona. I also have the title of a Merlin, which was a birthright title that was given to me by my father. Um, right, So that's the, the Celtic uh, ancient religion that's actually older than Christianity. Right. And then I'm a Jedi Knight. So that's a little bit younger. But, the, uh, um, you know, and that's in the New Zealand. Uh, and I was just checking. There's another um, I'm going to register. There's a, an American now. I didn't know because this was back in 2016. New Zealand was the only place that had the Jedi school uh, online. And there's another one that opened here in the United States. So I'm going to register with that one as, as well once I get around to that. Um, so, yeah, I compartmentalize stuff. And then I'm also a, a Reiki master teacher and I'm a medium. So I, I usually try to compartmentalize those things. I'm being pulled back, you know, really, really hard towards the spiritual side for the last four years. Uh, and when I'm off of here, I'm over in my spiritual groups. In fact, we're putting together to go live sometime in the next week or two uh, and do stuff on my spiritual page. <laughs> so it won't be on Orion Rising. It'll be on one of my three spiritual pages. Pages. So, um that's why I've gotten away from uh, producing so much and, uh, and I'm doing more speaking, but I have, I'm being pulled back to produce. Um, that's why I had to get this computer working, working right with the internet because uh, it, I can't, this is why I bought this computer was to produce shows. So I'll be producing a few more shows instead of just being on a couple uh, you know, coming up in the future. Right. And then I'm going to be doing speaking tours as well. I'm, I'm working on that. I'm, I'm going to be on the solstice when that comes. I've already uh, signed on for that. I don't know where. I, and they're talking big. They're talking about 100 people. Uh, they're going to try and get for that. I don't know how many they will actually get to speak, but they're talking about 100 people to speak. So it'd be crazy. It'd be like a four or five day event. Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to speak just one day or if I, you know, I don't know how any of that's going to work. So look for that coming up as the solstice comes up, right? Okay, so um, just getting back to Errol and on point again. Um, 
yes, my spiritual podcast, Denise, will be live, and I'll I'll uh, advertise it on this show, uh, and and on the um, different uh, channels and pages to make sure that you guys know. I'll also talk about it on Skull Island. Um, those of you who don't know, I do a show on Wednesday that with Aaron Fowler, his wife Norma, and um, uh, Miguel Pena. Um, we put together a show called Skull Island, and um, all of us kind of run it. Just a matter of who wants to run it each day, right? Um, so, but yeah, it'll be you'll know about it. I'll, you'll get it. You'll know about it for certain before I go live because I want to bring uh, that spiritual stuff to our um, our page. We're, we're not real big. I, we've kept it kind of small. There's three of them. We had to separate. I have a um, a uh, um, ghost hunting page as well. I started ghost hunting, and it turned out to be a um, a tech. Um, um, group of ghost hunting tech and they talk about all the ghost hunting stuff and the, and the products and the new things and I had um, I had psychics and this was before all the different groups started taking psychics with them and I was trying to convince people if you're doing uh, ghost hunting you need to have a psychic with you um, and you guys aren't doing it right now everyone does it with a psychic which is so much better uh, and they get better results and better ratings for doing it, which I knew they would, because if you have a psychic there, you're going to talk to the ghost instead of just getting a Geiger counter. Right. So I had to separate the group, though, into a, the spiritual group because the techies at that time didn't want to have the, anything to do with the psychics and the psychics didn't want anything to do with them. So I separated that into a spiritual group. And then I had the problem of I had Christian spiritualists and then I had um other religious ideology spiritualists that were in there and they couldn't work together. Right. So I had to separate that out again and have one for the for the Christians and they're okay with with their their selves. And then I had to have one for the pagans and all the other uh, religions because they were okay with everybody, uh, including the Christians. But the Christians are very close minded and they tell their people that they're all the devil. Right. If you know UFOs are the devil and if you're talking, but see that they're going against their own religion and being mediums. But then they're keeping the religion and saying those other religions are wrong. I don't want to have anything to do with them. Right. So they're still a little closed minded and have some growing to do. So I've separated those groups into four groups now. Right. So you have one Christian and one everything else. And then you have a spirit. Uh, then you have the the main group plus the the guys doing all the tech stuff. Right. So. um we will be putting it up on uh, on the um, hold on. Let me make sure I get this worded right, because other people have made groups to get them to be a lot a similar wording to my group here. So let me go back here and I'm going to look at this really quick on my groups to make sure I word it right. Because, like I said, they're playing the word game now and they're, they've, some of them have changed it, the stuff. So psychic readings and development will be going live on that channel. Psychic readings and the and sign development. Um, and yeah, it will be going live there and then I'll probably post it as well on Orion rising or might, we might go live on that channel. I'm not sure we might do it on YouTube and, uh, psychic readings and then share it. That's probably what we'll do to start a, a watch party. Okay. So, um, you're welcome. Right. So uh, what, what's, what's, uh, what are you trying to say? You're saying V O R dot. Is that like a. Are you spamming me, bro? Is that what you're doing right there? The D Kong? I'm not understanding what you put on there, bro. So if you're spamming me, I'm going to delete you. If you're not spamming me, then tell me what that means, right? And if you don't, you know, tell me what that means. I'm going to delete you. Just so you know, <laughs> I got a guy on, on YouTube and he just posted something. And I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm not op I don't have YouTube open. So somebody over on YouTube, if you're there and you see that it, that is a, a redirect, uh, let me know. And I'll, you know, in fact, I'm probably pretty sure it is redirect. 
So I'm putting you in a timeout, bro. So you're in a timeout for five minutes. And after five minutes, if you're still here and you're not trolling me, uh, let me know that and I will apologize. But I have not deleted your uh, post yet. But if uh, but if you if that's what that is and it's a redirect and it's not a positive one, then I'm going to boot you. Just so you know, brother. Um, no offense. And, and if it's all good, then I apologize for putting you on a timeout. <laughs> okay, so let's continue here before before we have more uh, uh, shenanigans going on. Here we go. There are as many universes as there are isbies to imagine, build, and perceive them, each existing concurrently with its own continuum. Each universe is created using its own unique set of rules as imagined, altered, preserved, or destroyed by one or more isbies who created it. Time, energy, objects, and space, as defined in terms of the physical universe, may or may not exist in other universes, the domain exists in such a universe as well as in the physical universe. One of the see all of this is true. See, this is this is how they do this. You tell a, a, a lot of truth, and you, you, so you tell you tell truth with many lies. That's that's you know that's the, they say about the devil. You know, the devil tells a, a lot of truth with many lies, and so that's what they're doing. So it's believable. There, she's giving us juicy details. So that's the good thing about this interview right because and this is what i want to point out the pause I'm, I'm looking for the positive i do this um you know you can tell what people are saying and what by what they're not saying or how they say things the fact that she has to give us real real-time information and then give us this other stuff to try and say well there is no god and and it's just mundane right but she, to do that she has to give us real information that we're going to catch and go I can see the truth of that because you'll feel it, right? And that's why she's doing that. Anyone who's in the know, I already know all the information that she's saying here, not because I've got it from her, because I've gotten it from other sources and I've gotten it from the universe itself and in higher learning. Now, either everybody's getting the same thing, which is entirely possible that everybody's getting the same bullshit from the same bullshit places, and uh, and and then they're bringing it to the table and the other people heard this, from what she said, because this information was told to the U.S. government back in 1947. So it's been floating around in the ether since then. So how many other people heard this or read this information that got leaked out and it is in the minds of people in mainstream? When I say mainstream, it's the fringe main, mainstream uh, academia that I belong to, right? So that information could have an effect. It always can because anything that's in the past can affect the future, uh, and, and the events of the future. So we don't know if, say, all the theory that's out there about UFOs right now literally came from this interview. We don't know the answer to that, but is it probable? It's not probable, but is it possible? Absolutely, right? So Because anything is possible. But what she's saying here is true. The laws that affect the known universe or uh, uh, as, a, as a whole, there are certain, um, certain things that are standard and then to each sublogos, like the like our solar system, things would be would be different there locally than somewhere else locally. It's the same as if you went from San Francisco to L.A. It's in the same state. It's 400 miles away from each other. It's actually like 386 or something like that. Some change, but downtown to downtown. But the culture is completely different between the two cities. 
San Francisco's culture is very water based. It's very, um, you know, uh, based around the ocean and the and the the bay being there and uh, ships coming and going and people like a port coming from all over the world and going there in L.A. Even though it has a port, San Diego's more of the port town than Los Angeles is right so los angeles is basically inner city it's huge los angeles county is amazingly huge there's more people living in uh, los angeles county than the rest of the state combined it's very close honestly there's a lot of people down there in that basin and the culture is completely different even though they're only 400 miles away so this happens with with countries we know that right so why would that not play into effect with other races on other planets obviously it would because that is the pattern that we have. So if we go to another place where there's other humans, it's going to be the same but different. Do you understand? That's what she's saying here. So this part is true. That you could figure out if you're a scientist and that you can do the math in your head. You don't have to have somebody tell you these things. It just says, look, if you look at our universe, which is the, the our uh, planet, say, or the human race, you look at how everything works here comparatively to one another. You have to assume that if you extrapolate out from that further and further to other races on other worlds, it's going to be the same. They're going to have their own set of laws, which might be different from here, but some might be similar. Basic things might be the same. And then other things different that we go, what is that about? That's kind of crazy. Right? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so she's telling some truth here, and, and then she's going to hit you with something else. But the good thing is that she is actually giving us, and this is my point of this whole part right here, of, of even doing this entire uh, um, show is that I can still get we're still getting good details, juicy UFO alien shit from her, even though she's trying to really basically make us look like you're just pathetic and stuck, your slave. Bye bye. She's going to get into that right here coming up. Watch. Rules of the physical universe is that energy can be created but not destroyed. So the universe will keep expanding as long as ISBs keep adding more new energy to it. It's nearly infinite. It is like an automobile assembly line that never stops. I like how she says it's nearly infinite. Do you see how that is? How you down? How she downplays infinity? I've noticed that people who are in service to self, uh, they do that a lot. Even when they're trying to pretend that they're not, they they downplay infinity because infinity would suggest a higher source, right? Infinite, infinite in the minds of spirituality means a source that is there always. So she has to say it's almost infinite, right? I actually have a con had a conversation going with somebody who tried to explain to me that there was different sizes of, inf of infinite. Infinity is means no end. It doesn't mean that it's, well, it's a little infinity. It has no end until here. No, then it has an end. That's not infinite. Well, to the people there, also, if I'm if I take the universe and I make it the size of a marble, that means that infinity ends at the end of the marble. That's just looking at the entire, say, known universe and claiming that it can't. But she just said it, 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 it continues to expand. Do you understand? So if it continues to expand because we're adding more to it, then it's infinite. So that little marble... It, you know, like from the the Men in Black, where the little marble or Orion, you know, the galaxies on Orion's belt, it's contained in that marble only until it until it needs to not be contained in because it's too big, and the marble's going to get bigger because that's how it works. So, but they but they give you that well, it's almost infinite. It's a different kind of infinity. It's a it's an infinity that's smaller and it ends. That's not infinite. That's not infinite. Look the word up. 
look up the concept of infinite. See, but they have to diminish it to that because they can't say the word infinite because the word infinite gives you the suggestion that it's something that is all forever outside of us. So that's how they that's how they get around it. That's what she's doing here. Let's continue. Stops running and none of the cars are ever destroyed. Every ISBI is basically good, therefore an ISBI does not enjoy doing things to other ISBIs which they themselves do not want to experience. For an ISBI, there is... I'm sorry, what did that translate into? Do unto others what you would have them do unto you? What? Did she just say that? She did, didn't she? There's no inherent standard for what is good or bad, right or wrong, ugly or beautiful. These ideas are all based on the opinion of each individual ISBI. The closest... See, and that comes back to, and I say it all the time, and I just said it the other day. I just literally told somebody yesterday, right? I literally just told somebody yesterday that, okay, so now, Dikong, uh, instead of answering me, you went ahead and reposted that, right? So now I'm going to assume that you're a troll. Tell me quickly that you're not a troll. Otherwise, you're going to be booted from this and you're going to be blocked. So I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. Or maybe I'll give you a minute because I know there's lag. But you reposted the same post after your five-minute um, being on break, right? Or did it because it says you came back up. So you still haven't said to me, no, I'm not, right? So, I'm, in fact, I'm not going to give you any more time. I tried to give you. I'm just going to block you. Okay. So now that person's gone. He'll have to hop on another computer to um, be able to type stuff in there. Okay, so he might be able to get stuff on my YouTube channel. I have to go and clear him out of that afterwards because I don't have that open. I just did it in the chat right here. Okay, so now what was I saying before the troll uh, got to me, right? Oh, yeah, doing to others, right? The, the closest concept a human being having uh, to describe an isbe is, see, is a god, all-knowing, all-powerful. So this is where she's about to go, right? The concept that human beings have to describe an isbe is as a god. All-knowing, all-powerful, infinite. So how does a god stop being a god? They pretend not to know. How can you play a game of hide-and-seek if you always know where the other person is hiding? You pretend not to know where the other players are hiding, so you can go off and seek them. This is how games are created. You have forgotten that you are just pretending. In so doing... Isbees become entrapped and enslaved inside a maze of their own devising. See, but that now that is true. That is true. That was designed that way on purpose. We did do that. Right? We did do that. So she's not lying about any of that because that's what was done. Literally. That's what we're up against here when we're born here. We have volunteered to be in this, born here not knowing anything so that we can then experience life without knowing we're immortal and experience the idea that I could die. That fear chases us, forces us to make decisions we wouldn't make if we were like, yeah, I can't be killed. Right? A perfect example of that is, is uh, um, the first uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Curse of the Black Pearl. The curse made them immortal. They were willy-nilly, didn't care who they fought and how, because they knew they couldn't die, no matter what damage was done to them. Until they uh, um, uh, solved the curse, right in the middle of them being in combat, and somebody killed one of the uh, pirates. And everybody stopped and froze. Uh-oh. And then they looked up, and the moon came out, and they, could, they weren't skeletons. They were all mortal again. Every man surrendered to the last man right there. Why? 
because they were no longer immortal and they knew it. Right? So they their decision making was completely different. They raided and pillaged wherever they wanted and didn't without, you know, blatant disregard for their own lives because they were immortal until they weren't. So we make different decisions when we don't know that we're immortal than we would if we were mortal. So why would we not? So what she's saying here is true, except for claiming that Isbees are, in fact, the gods and that there's nothing above us. That part's wrong. And even if it's not, and I'm wrong, it's still kick ass because everything else besides the the creator being above us, there still ponders the question, poses the question to ponder, then how did we get here? And the backstory that they give us is, well, we all just came into it all at the same time and they looked around and said, hey, this is kind of fun. Now what do we do? I don't know. I'm bored. What do you want to do? Oh, don't start that again. Last time we did that, we blew up the universe. Well, let's blow it up again. No, we already did that. I'm bored of that. Okay, then let's create one. All right, then. You see what I'm saying? We really don't know. It's something that we all have to choose for ourselves. But this is the knowledge that they were trying to hide. And why? Well, because there's some truth to this. And if you're trying to control the narrative here on Earth, controlling the matrix and keeping people from understanding and learning and knowing this information is not the shit you want them to know. Even the bad part, You wouldn't want them to know this to learn the bad part, to be discouraged, because there's too much good part in this that's telling you the truth of of behind the the curtains of what's going on. How does one create a cage, lock one's own self inside the cage, throw away the key, and forget there is a key or cage, and forget there is an inside or outside, and even forget that there is a self? Create the illusion that there is no illusion? The entire universe is real? and that no other universe exists or can be created. On Earth, the propaganda taught and agreed upon is that the gods are responsible and that human beings are not responsible. You are taught that only God can create universes. So the responsibility for every action is assigned to another isbi or God, never oneself. See, now, I asked this question last, last, last week when we did this. Right. I don't know of a time and then maybe that was being told prior. Right. Because they, because they were acting as if the churches weren't teaching that your soul was immortal. And now I don't know the answer to that prior to this life, because I don't remember. Uh, you know, I know that I was here for longer, but I don't remember the, the details of what the churches were preaching to the human race. But I don't find anywhere where anyone says, yeah, there was a time, man, when they were teaching us that you're not even an immortal soul. No one's ever said that. The only person that said that was Matilda here uh, when when she said it never dawned on me until Errol told me that my soul was immortal, that it was. And she was a devout Catholic. But this is in the 40s. So I wasn't around then. I wasn't going to church. <laughs> if I was around then, I wasn't in this this body. I wasn't Leo. So if any of you guys out there have heard stories from your grandparents, your parents, your grandparents, or, or even the great grandparents who set the, you know, the story down to your grandparents and to your parents, that that was what they were being taught, let me know. I'm, I'm going to have to research this. I said this last week, but I've been so busy I didn't have time. I'm going to have to research this and see if that part she was saying was true. Aaron, welcome, my brother. Welcome. I saw you were posting something there uh, on uh, Skull Island, I, and I'm, I'm assuming it was probably a link to this show, so thank you. <laughs> I didn't look what it was, but usually when you're posting something while I'm live, it's usually my live. So thank you, my brother, if that's what you did. I don't share the stuff out. You know why? I just got out of jail. 
on YouTube for for shit. So I don't spam anymore. I used to spam with with like three different. I do one until I got put in jail. I have different accounts, right? And Rhino, what's up, Aaron? And then I and then I would uh, get caught and put in jail. So I was always constantly in freaking Facebook jail for spamming people because I was and I had permission, right? Oh, it's an emoji. Okay, cool. I'll take a look at it after the show. Um, okay, so let's continue. So she's given us good information that's juicy here about how the universe works and how the the how the creation is. But but again, staying away from the fact that there's something above us, that we're the gods, and that's just it. And we all just came into being all at once. So uh, so there's eight almost 8 billion souls on this earth that woke up all at the same time just on this one planet. So how many gods woke up all at one time in the universe? So if we have 8 billion here, let's just say it's, uh, well, let's cut it down and say the average amount of, of life on all on planets are like a billion. Let's go way small, tiny, tiny, puny, billion people. And there's like a billion, billion, billion stars or a trillion, billion stars, right? So there's got to be at least one planet on every one of those. So you're saying somewhere in the order of a trillion, trillion, trillion gods created themselves individually all at once. Somewhere in a, in a long, 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 long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Without anything, spontaneity, literally from nothing, was a trillion, 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 trillion gods who all of a sudden came into being completely separate from each other, like as if they knew what everybody else was going to be like so that they would be different, an individual, right? And then that we then decided, you know what, I'm bored. There's so much, there's all, so many of us. We're bored to tears. What do we do? Let's start creating shit, right? So we were, we were all a bunch of homemakers. Right. There was none of that. I'm going to kill all you gods and take over. That didn't start out right away. That started later, did it? No one ever has those answers for me. Right. <laughs> right. I know. I agree. Aaron said we creators need to support each other's work. Absolutely, brother. I love you for that. Thank you. You're absolutely right. We do. Right. So Julie says, I have a vague memories of being in church. I'm going to put this up on the screen and read it to you guys that are on the MP3 file broadcast. I have vague memories of being in church and hearing the words immortal soul um, being a very long time ago, though. But I see, I agree. And that's my point. I remember everything I remember about the church is they were teaching, even the Roman Catholic Church, they were teaching us that we had an immortal soul. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, that we had an immortal soul. Right. So my whole life, we were being told that you have a soul that's immortal. So I don't know where she's getting the idea that here on Earth, that is the is the case. I mean, it is in some areas because some people don't believe in in a higher source, right? And then Denise said, "Yeah, me too," right? She said, "Me too," but a long time ago. So, so you guys remember them talking about an immortal soul, but it wasn't saying that you didn't have one. And Errol here is 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 uh, bringing up the case that she believes that on Earth. That's what we're telling everyone here. And I think that that narrative that she's saying is being told here, but it's being told by people just like her that are in service to self and they're atheists. They don't believe in, in a creation or a creator. So therefore, she's trying to claim that's the narrative here, but it's not the narrative here. It's only 8% of the population who are trying to drive that particular narrative, and she's one of them. Let's continue. No human being ever assumes personal responsibility for the fact that they themselves, individually and collectively, are gods. This fact alone is the source of entrapment for every isby. She's absolutely right. 
That's a 100% statement. She's absolutely right. And the reason for that is that people like her hijacked the narrative, took control of the matrix, and, er and eradicated that. Even though we volunteered to be here and be mind-wiped, we still left uh, um, little tidbits for us to follow, little little pieces of, of, you know, of whatever, you know, like you dropping popcorn to find your way back out of the forest. We were leaving ourselves little breadcrumbs to find little, you know, we call those Easter eggs in the, in the computer business, right? In gaming business, we were dropping little Easter eggs everywhere and they're going around and finding the Easter eggs and stepping on them or picking them up and getting rid of them. So no one can find them, right? That's what's happened. It's been hijacked, but it's still there. They don't catch every Easter egg because they are not smart enough to, that's the truth. And that's what I'm here to show you. And that's what Aaron does uh, all day. Aaron is also a medium. Aaron is a shaman, as a matter of fact, a really good one. So if you guys have any kind of uh, uh, questions about that kind of stuff, spirituality, or even, you know, wanting a reading, you should check out Aaron Fowler's uh, program. Come on and see us on Wednesday nights at 4 p.m. Uh, on YouTube and uh, Facebook on Skull Island. So you want to look at Skull Island on uh, Facebook and Skull Island on YouTube. Uh, Aaron, if you're still there, give us a um, a link, could you, to the uh, Skull Island uh, broadcast on both Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you guys can come there and you can then get introduced to Aaron if you don't know who he is and his wife. Uh, and they're both ministers, by the way, just like I am. They both uh, got their ministry at uh, Universal Life uh, uh, at uh, Phoenix, Arizona, just like I did. Um, so... Yeah, right. So Denise said Aaron is wonderful. Yes, he is. He's a good he's a good guy. I've known him for quite a few years now. We've worked together on and off for probably what four years now, five years now, Aaron? Something like that, huh? Easily, maybe even six. It's been a long time, brother. <laughs> okay. Aaron said, Yep, give me a sec. So when that comes up, uh, you guys can see that and he'll put it in the chat and I'll make sure to to recopy it into the Facebook chat as well. Uh and get them both in. Or Aaron, maybe you can pop in here and just uh, throw it up there. That's whatever you want to do. Okay, so um let me continue here with this because now we, we're actually going into chapter 12 again we did that last week but i wanted to go back and i wanted to do what we just did right and so then i'm going to let it play and the reason for that is that each time i'm unpacking a little bit different than i did the first time on purpose uh from the angle that i did the first time because uh, i did that twice now right okay so for those of you who are on the mp3 broadcast you don't see it on the screen it says that's the end of uh chapter 12 we're proceeding to chapter 13. Uh, and because this was written for those who Roswell, had a copy of the book. Alien Interview, and Chapter 13, right. A Lesson in... Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to talk. So Chapter 13, A Lesson in the Future. This is why I wanted to start over. I wasn't sure. I knew it was from where we were in a few minutes. Uh, and so I wanted to get to here uh, uh, today, right? So let's let's continue. This is, uh, this is the beginning of Chapter 13. And this is Chapter 13, A Lesson in the Future. Not a lesson... Uh, in future, but in the future, Matilda O'Donnell McElroy, personal notes. That's how it starts. And then it go. of course, it goes into top secret information because this was top secret information that the government had eyes only. Uh, the CIA had eyes only for them. And she stole it, of course, and then leaked it to us. In the future, Matilda O'Donnell McElroy, personal note. I think this transcript speaks for itself also. I relayed Errol's exact communication as faithfully as possible. My superior officers became very alarmed about the possible military implications of what Errol said in this interview. Official transcript of interview, top secret. Official transcript of the U.S. Army Air Force. Roswell Army Airfield, 509th Bomb Group. Subject, alien interview. 
July 31, 1947, First Session. It is my personal belief that the truth should not be sacrificed on the altar of political, religious, or economic expediency. As an officer, pilot, and engineer of the domain, it is my duty to protect the greater good of the domain and its possessions. However, we cannot defend ourselves against forces of which we are not aware. The isolation of Earth from the rest of civilization prevents me from discussing many subjects with you at this time. Security and protocol prevent me from revealing any but the broadest general statements about the plans and activities of the domain. However, I can give you some information that you might find useful. See, so at least she's being honest right here. It's the first time she's been openly honest about her mission. And so I would suggest that I believe she thinks that she was just struck by lightning uh, and that it was a random occurrence. I, I don't believe that that is the case. And the reason that I don't is because inf insider information that I have gotten um, says that we, we the United States government, I, I know I'm not part of that, so I shouldn't say we. I'm just, I was born in this country, so I say we as an American, but um, I don't even really consider myself that. Um, although I kind of do, right? I'm born here and, I, and I'm free and the American uh, way of life right now is gives you that freedom right now. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out in the future. However, that's perfect and normal and standard, uh, um, uh, you know, protocol, even for a military personnel in our uh, our plane of existence, right? So, um, oh, cool, you logged on there too, so you can get both, Aaron. Way to go, brother. He he logged on to to the Facebook as well, so he can put it in the chat there. Okay, so so everything she's saying there is true because that you know she's being honest. I can't. There's some things I can't tell you because of protocols. You guys have been isolated so long, which means, which would suggest there's so much shit that has gone on since uh, we were not stuck that we would have to get caught up on current events. She can't tell us that because she's also part of a military expeditionary force that is in fact invading, has invaded this, this neighborhood of the universe. But uh, it, it, for some reason, it seems to be a good staging point for attacking the center of, uh, of the known universe. And that's what they're using uh, us for here, not our planet, but, uh, um, you know, different things in the, the Kuiper Belt and a few other places around us in the solar system to mass and hide their uh, troops to be able to have a gas station and fuel way station, whatever they need to uh, support to then invade the center of, because they are a conquering race. And obviously they're in service to self. Their, their uh, way that their governmental system seems to be structured is almost identical to the to the um, uh, Chinese Communist Party. I would suggest it's very, very similar uh, to if you took the, the Russian um, uh, Communist Party's ideology that they have and the Chinese Communist Party slap those two together and mash a little bit of this democratic socialist uh, uh, agenda and uh, you'll get you'll get their ideology. It's a, a warlike race where they arrest people who are free thinkers, uh, poets, writers, uh, anybody who speaks like I do here. Uh, they arrest you and they put you in jail. And that way they can tell the masses what they want the masses to know and believe and keep them in the dark. That doesn't sound like a free, open society where she claims, I can leave the military whenever I want and I can go home, but you can't do a goddamn thing without their permission. And you can't speak out. You have to tote the party line. Otherwise, what? The shit that's going on on our planet here now starts happening to you there. Do you understand? That's very socialistic, communistic ideology. I must return to my assigned duties on the space station now. 
I have provided as much help as I feel ethically able to offer, given the requirements and constraints of my duties as an officer, pilot, and engineer of the domain forces. Therefore, I will depart as an ISBE from Earth within the next 24 hours. Editor's note, the following several paragraphs appear to be personal comments made by Matilda to the stenographer regarding her interview with Errol. What this means is that Errol will leave her doll with us as her craft is damaged beyond repair. We can examine, dissect, and study the body at our leisure. She does not have any further use for it, nor does she have any personal feelings or attachments to it, as others are readily available for her to use. Errol does not recommend... Right, it's just a drone, right? It's just a drone. That's what the deal is. So she doesn't have any attachment to it. She's just like, it's the vehicle that I had used to get to where I was there, right? Well, Denise, good question. Denise says, why does she say she will depart as an ISBE? Because that's what she's... She has, you have to remember that... Um, Allison, welcome. Uh, you have to remember, let me put that up on the screen for people to see that. And I'm reading it for those of you who are in the MP3 file. You can't see that because you have no visuals. You're just audio. Why does she say she's going to depart as an ISBE? Because she claims that she is right now just energy. She's not actually that alien. She's actually controlling that alien, right? And she's she's giving us the thought that she might actually be occupying that alien. But I don't believe that she's occupying it in the way we're occupying our body. It is very similar. Well, okay. It is exactly the way we're occupying our body, but not how we understand it. <laughs> right? We can leave, and when we do, we leave as an ISBE. When we do, when this body dies, we leave as an immortal soul. So she's going to check out from that robot that she's in, that bio robot that she's in, right? And she's going to leave that for the government of the United States to to tinker with because she doesn't have a ship. She doesn't have a physical ship. It's too damaged. So she can't take the drone back with her. So she's just going to jump out of it and leave it here. We do the same thing. Look what we did in Afghanistan. We left $500 million worth of uh, um, guns and equipment and tanks and Jeeps and everything behind. Same thing, right? If there was a drone laying around, we left, we left aircraft. We just disabled it so that nobody could fly it and use it, but we left aircraft, helicopters. Right. Same thing. She's leaving her drone behind and she's going to check out. And so they try to stop her at the end. You'll see. Uh, and she she checks out before they can. But she's not really there. I believe she's sitting in an office somewhere. Thank you, Norma. I was trying to load YouTube uh, to get I, I'm going to try and get into YouTube and see if I can get it to to um, uh, post there. Norma got it up in. Uh, I think she got the YouTube one up, too. You did, didn't you? Right. OK, so Norma pasted in Facebook. So those of you who are on YouTube, you don't you don't get to see it in the chat there. I'm going to have to post it there. But those of you who are in here on Facebook, you can see the, the, the links to Skull Island on YouTube and on Facebook, where we will be going live on this coming Wednesday and every Wednesday, unless we change. Uh, it'll be 4 p.m. USA time, 4 p.m. West Coast America time. Thank you, Norma. Um, so, OK, so let's continue with what Errol's saying here that there are any technology in the body that earth scientists will find useful however the technology of the body is simple yet vastly beyond the reckoning of our current ability to analyze or reverse engineer any facet of it the body is neither biological or mechanical but a unique fabrication of materials and ancient technologies not found on any earth type planet 
As Errol mentioned previously, a very rigid and distinctive hierarchy of social, economic, and cultural classes exists throughout the domain, which has remained unvaried and inviolate for many millennia. The body type and function assigned to an SB officer vary specifically according to the rank, class, longevity, training level, command level, service record, and meritorious citations earned by each individual ISB, as with any other military insignia. The so just like here on Earth in our military, the upper class gets better shit than the, than the grunts? Same thing. So the hierarchy is, is basically the same as our military system, which is the, basically the same as the, the Chinese Communist Party and the, and the Russian Communist Party. So the, so the people that are in service to self, they set up a caste system always. And they do that because they want power and they need classes because, and I don't mean classes that like, they need classes of, of people. So the upper crust, the rich, the elite are at the top. Everybody's at the, everyone else is at the bottom. So this is no different than that sort of system that we already have here on Earth that has been shown throughout history to never work and to be and to break down because of evil. Evil cannot cannot allow anything to go without destroying it because they want ultimate power over it, and each one wants ultimate power for themselves. So eventually, just like what's happening now in in uh, uh, in Washington D.C. and around the world that the people are starting to throw each other under the bus and the whole system's crashing down to the ground because they cannot create. They cannot create. So when she said earlier on, well, we forgot how to create animals, so nobody's doing that anymore, that they never, those who were doing it were people that were in service to others. They lock them all in jail. They don't want certain traits, right? And so one of those traits is creation because the only people who can create, and this is true for for earth, the only people who can create are people that are, that are uh, in service to others because the creation is love. The word logos is love. That was the word of God. The word of God, it was logos. And that word literally means love. So the word of God was love. So the, so the universe was created out of love. Everything in it was created out of love. If you don't have any love in, your, in, your, in yourself because you only love yourself, then you can't create anything. So the, the areas where they live is deteriorating because they can't fix it. But they won't, they're so prideful because they're in service to self that they won't admit that the reason that it doesn't work is because of their life choice. Because they believe they're right and that there is no God and that we, me, I'm the one who's God and I'm, a, and I'm just as big as the creator. Right now, we believe on the other side that we all collectively are the creator and we all will collectively return to that creation, to that creator. So they can't have the creator because it means that there's something that, that they don't want to believe in because they want to believe that they each individuals can be the top dog. If that means being the most evil uh, uh, entity in the universe, they're okay with it. And that's what they're trying to do. Do you understand? So they're like, well, nobody knows how to fix animals and the universe is starting to fall apart. No, just yours. Just your reality and just the uh, occupation of the area that you occupy. Because we're not doing that here. Do you understand? They're trying to get us to that. But that's not happening. We have created over and over and over and over, and we do it now. I'm creating this show. Do you understand? And I'm doing it for the benefit of you guys, not me, because I would, if I wanted to have a, a, a thousand followers, I wouldn't be talking about this. I'm going to be talking about aliens and spirituality. 
That's like the smallest niche target on the face of the earth. I don't think there's anything smaller except for people who track aardvarks, study aardvarks. I just pulled that out of my head. Could have probably used an ant there. It wouldn't have mattered. People who study wind, study breezes. Do you see my point? I, I, I walk around and I look at rocks. You know, some of those sound mundane, but people do those jobs and they're really, really excited about them because there are shit you can learn from them. So my point is that, right? So she's she's giving us that information while she's not trying to. Or maybe she is giving us that information on purpose while making it look like she's not because she could get into trouble by telling us stuff. So we know that that was at least this information she's giving us is at least not against their prime directive, according to her. But it could have been. We don't know because we don't know. She might have gotten in trouble when she left out of here. We don't know. But she's claiming there's some stuff I can't tell you, but this is what I can. So we got to take what we can get. And that's what I'm trying to do. Right. So here we go. Body used by Earl is specifically designed for an officer, pilot, and engineer of her rank and class. The bodies of her companions, which were destroyed. Notice that she said rank and class. Do you understand? So she said all those other things before, but it comes down to rank and class. Right in the crash, were not the same rank or class, but of a junior rank. Therefore, the appearance, features, composition, and functionality of those bodies were specialized and limited to the requirements of their duties. The junior can't have somebody doing something they're not qualified for, right? So if you're a pilot, you only get a pilot body. You can't overthrow your captain and take control of the ship because you won't have a body to control it. Do you see how they how they how she's getting around the control there? Do you understand that? Right? That's like military uniforms, right? You have military uniforms, you have rank and insignia on your military uniform that tells other people where your station is. Do you understand? You take all that stuff off. They want you to peel all that off when you get caught so they don't know the officers from the grunts because the officers are afraid that they're going to be tortured. They don't give a shit about the grunts getting tortured, right? But they want to hide with the grunts when the shit hits the fan and pretend they're just grunts, right? Think about that now. <laughs> so it's the same thing. So she's, she's telling you something. As a matter of fact, and it's just okay. This is normal. But I'm seeing it for what it is, oppression. Right. I'm a pilot and that's all I can do is pilot. I can't command because I don't have the command module body. So nobody's going to listen to me. I can only pilot. Do you see that? See how that. So that means if I did mutiny, there would be places I couldn't go anywhere where my people are because I won't I don't have that pilot body. So they won't believe I'm the captain. Right. So now I have to become a renegade and outlaw and I can only fly the, the plane. And even then it's not designed. For, it's designed to listen to me, but they can turn it off back home because why? It's a drone. So they have total, complete blanket control over all of their isbees. Officers whose bodies were damaged in the crash have left their bodies and returned to their duties in the space station. The damage suffered by their bodies was due primarily to the fact that they were officers of lower rank. They used bodies which were partially biological and therefore far less durable and resilient than hers. Editor. So the key right there to listen to is she said, return to the space station. Where's that? And how far away from our planet and solar system is said space station is a question that I would have. Let's continue. Note, at this point, the transcript appears to resume with statements made by Errol. 
Although the domain will not hesitate to destroy any active vestiges of the old empire operations wherever they are discovered, this is not our primary mission in this galaxy. I'm sure that the old empire mind control mechanisms can be deactivated and destroyed eventually. However, it is not possible to estimate how long this may take, as we do not understand the extent of this operation at this time. We do know that the old empire force screen is vast enough to cover this end of the galaxy, at least. We also know from well, well, Queen, yes, there is a space station there, but I don't know that it's theirs. Because um, she was talking earlier about how part of it was uh, was the old guard stuff, and the, there was a like on the moon and somewhere else they had a base, and they had jumped their people, uh, and and killed them, right? Caught them and killed them. So, uh, but it, it is possible that it could be right here because they there we know that there is, right, a, a duck blind that it is a duck blind, right? The moon is a duck blind. So that that we do know, but uh, I don't believe that it's theirs but because what she said. Uh, over here in Tibet, they had a duck blind, and and those people uh, somehow ended up dying. Something happened, and they were found out. I think, don't quote me on this, but something happened, and they ended up um, um, stuck here, not in their duck blind anymore, and they uh, ended up um, living there. And the people in Tibet uh, have claimed for generations that they were part alien, uh, even to the point where in the 40s, uh, in the late 30s, in the mid to late 30s, Hitler sent people there. Uh, to uh, examine them to see if they if that was true. So they already had this information that we're getting from Errol now in 1947. This planet already knew this information prior to that. And we have proof of that in history. And since then, other scientists from around the world have gone back to those people and have proven that they do have alien DNA in them. So she claims they were her people Right. But at the time when people are saying, well, maybe this was just the CIA lying, which was, would be weird because this means that there's a, a deeper deep state than the deep state that was in charge of shooting down alien aircraft and interrogating. Uh, and all that was faked by the deeper state that was trying to pretend that there is no uh, that, you know, that UFOs because UFOs are actually ours or uh, that they're trying to hide the UFOs. And so the so the CIA is in one room fooling the CIA in the next room with Errol, right? I don't, I don't see that happening, right? I, that's a conspiracy theory that you can go crazy with and go, yeah, and then there's another one, right? Have you ever heard of above Majestic, right? So those guys were so far above, they were hiding the fact that, and hiding from these people who are hiding this from those people. And so if that's the case, then that means all governments, all they're doing all day is fooling each other uh, and pretending uh, that something's not there that's not actually there, that they think is real that's there, that someone else is hiding from them. Right. That's one of those. That's crazy. That that right there is an insane paradox. That's something a machine would come up with and get stuck. It does not compute, does not compute because it's a it's a paradox and it keeps going over and over and over and over and over and over. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Aaron says smash that like button and don't forget to hit that bell. Right. Yeah, exactly. So let's continue here. So it's so it, I don't buy that. I always get that from ex-military personnel well it might be the cia and i'm like okay so you're telling me that the cia sits around and listens for human broadcasts from their minds when they're trying to channel and intercepts that signal and pretends they're an alien to feed them full of bullshit information so they won't get a hold of a real alien 
uh, that'll tell them that, and that no one ever actually gets a hold of real aliens. They always only get a hold of the United States uh, CIA that is trying to fool you into believing uh, one thing about aliens and it's different than the real thing about aliens. But how do you know what the real thing is about aliens if nobody's been able to contact aliens to hear what's really going on? So where do that's like when Captain Jack Sparrow was sitting in the prison and uh, he was sitting uh, there at uh, Tortuga and there was other pirates in another cell next to him. And they were part of the, uh, you know, they were sitting there. They, they, uh, they said, Oh, it's the black pearl. They've been, they've been sailing up and down the, the, the Caribbean and killing and murdering and leaving no one behind alive. And then he says, well, I wonder where the stories came from then. Somebody had to be alive to tell the story that some that they killed everybody on the ship. Do you understand? Otherwise just the claims of the people on the ship. We killed all these people. Do you understand that? So this is the same thing. So someone's claiming that the CIA is is covering up something and that nobody can ever talk to any alien for real. They only get the CIA. How do you know that then? How do you know that then? (laughs) So that means you have knowledge or suspect that there's something that the CIA is hiding. That means someone knows that that's there and someone leaked that information. That's the only way that works. Do you understand? Otherwise, otherwise, well, there's just, just no aliens and, and the whole thing is just made up. So to what end? Why would the government spend billions of dollars every year to generate a fake story? That's like people say we never went to the moon. Why would we generate a fake story and say we went to the moon when we never did? It doesn't gain anything besides prestige because everybody else on the planet thinks we went to the moon. So they're going to spend all the kinds of money to go to the moon. Because they think we went there and they have to do the same thing. And what? It's a joke. Joke's on them. So they're going to spend the money. They're going to actually go to the fucking moon. And then we've never really been there. Right? But they actually have. So now we look like idiots because when they go there, there's no markers there that show we were there. And they're going to tell the world, but that's not what happened. Well, they're all in on it. Wait, wait a minute. What? So now we're saying that all the governments of the of the world and all the military of the, of the world are covering up the biggest thing that they've invented to, to mankind. Not only are they covering up the fact that the Earth is flat, they're covering up the fact that no one ever went to the moon, and they're covering up the fact of aliens by inventing stories about alien contacts and feeding people with alien contacts all the time. I'm going to tell them to make them purple this time, guys. <laughs> and I'm going to give them three eyes on their butthole. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a good one. But the CIA is sitting around smoking pot, and we're getting paid for this. And somebody who was a boss said, keep doing it, fellas. You're doing a great job. Come on, man. That's not even a, a plot for the craziest, stupidest sci-fi movie you'd ever watch. You know why? That's so unbelievable that no one would ever buy it as a reality. Right? So none of that's ever happened. The Earth is flat. We've never flown in space. That doesn't even exist. And we've never gone to the moon. And we're covering that up, but we're letting people think that we did all of those things. And we continue to give them images to back that whole thing up. But the entire operation is a lie. For what reason? For what reason? Is it because we're paying them all kinds of money to go there and they're spending it on other stuff? No, because Obama canceled the program. <laughs> so we weren't going there. Do you understand? So, so that's it's it doesn't the, 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 the whole entire structure of that argument breaks down instantly. Right. 
You're saying that the CIA has got 47,000 different departments, a million different uh, places around the world, so that they're monitoring every human brain activity known to mankind and also monitoring all the radio waves and any other uh, forms of communication so they can intercept them and pretend that they're aliens. So you'll think there's aliens out there, but they want to drive the narrative that they want to drive. So they do that all the time. And then now you're telling me they do the same thing with our souls. Right. The soul traps everywhere and you can't get out. And every time you die, they catch you no matter what. And they convince you that you're on a secret mission from God and you have to come back down here and they keep you trapped here because this is a prison planet. That's the same argument. Do you understand that? That's the same argument. I'm just saying, let's continue. Think about what I just said. Those are the same arguments to what end. Oh, just because we want to keep everybody here. Yeah, because we're making money. That's something that a construct that we've invented here. That's it. That's all that is. Right? I mean, d- would it work? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of has. They've hijacked the, the Matrix. They didn't build it. They didn't build it. Well, they did. We did. We all did. It wasn't built against our will. We all built it because we're part of the creation. Craziness. Anyway, let's continue here. Experience that each force generator and trapping device is very difficult to detect, locate, and destroy. Also, it is not the current mission of. But do you see here? The key word here is that it's not completely undetectable. Do you understand that? We also know that the experience that each force generator and trapping device is very difficult to detect and locate and destroy. So, so it's not impossible. It means it can be done. But they're not planning it. Listen. The Domain Expeditionary Force to commit resources to this endeavor. The eventual destruction of these devices may make it possible for your memory to be restored simply by virtue of not having it erased after each lifetime. See, now, you have to understand, if you've just gotten here for the first time, we're at the the four-hour mark here, right? Almost four hours, a few seconds away. And she has spent four hours telling us we can never get out of this mess. That we'll never get out of it and that we're stuck here forever unless somebody helps us. And now she's going, well, and then she she eased us into the idea that, well, the system's breaking down. And now she's easing us in four hours into this, right, which was months of their investigation. All of a sudden she's going, well, you know, they're breaking down and it could happen that the system breaks down completely because we've already killed off all of the people that were maintenancing it, but we're not planning on looking for it. However, it is breaking down. Uh, and you guys could um, get out without anybody's help. Weird. So she's giving us conflicting information and stories completely from the beginning until now changed 360 degrees or 180 and then another 360 after that. She went to where she started from and then ended up back where she started from again. And now she's like, ah, well, you know, you guys might get out on your own anyway. Fortunately, the memory of an ISBI cannot be permanently erased. There are many other active space civilizations who maintain various nefarious operations in this area, not the least of which is dumping unwanted ISBIs on Earth. None of these craft are hostile or in violent opposition to the domain forces. They know better than to challenge us. For the most part, the domain ignores Earth and its inhabitants, except to ensure that the resources of the planet itself are not permanently spoiled. 
This sector of the galaxy was annexed by the domain and is the possession of the domain to do with or dispose of it as deems best. See, and that right there. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. 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 And that right there harkens back to the fourth kind. Uh, and in that fake movie, which they pretended was real, and and if you watch the DVD and watch the extra stuff, you see that even that footage that was all um, cop cams and 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 uh, car cams from the sheriff's department was all filmed. And then you find out that the stuff that was supposed to be real that they show <clears throat> was also filmed. Okay, so the movie didn't happen. However, however, in their defense, the concept of everything that they have there and the the events were actually based on a true story. But they claimed that they had actual footage from that event and all that was filmed themselves. They all filmed that. So that person who you think is supposed to be the actual real woman that uh, Milia Jovovich plays was an actress playing a part. Okay? They show you that. The scene where the guy's in the house and the car and the camera is on in the cop car and the guy kills himself in the house, they show you where they filmed that. Okay, action. And the guys, then if the film's going, and the guy fakely shoots himself and like cut, beep. And then it goes on to another scene. They show you that in the extras on the DVD. So that was filmed as well. But however, the you know, the, the domain, right? The domain, the sector of the galaxy was annexed by the domain and the and the possession of the domain to do what we with to do to do with or dispose of it as we see fit, as we best deem it. In there, when the alien um, uh, was coming after Miljovic's character, <clears throat> it said to her at one point, you have no need to fear. I am your God. I am your creator. Don't pray to your God because I am your God and I can do with you whatever I want. And now she's saying the same thing. That's the arrogant uh, uh, ideology of a person who's in service to others, I mean, in service to self, pardon me, speaking to someone who's in service to others. You're my slave. I created you. I own you. I can do whatever I want with you, just so you know. A conquering nation, warlike uh, vocabulary, aggressive, warlike, possession-filled vocabulary suggests that she is in service to self, and so is her entire uh, military force her entire political structure. The moon of Earth and the asteroid belt have become a permanent base of operations for the domain forces. Oh, see, now there she claimed, just like uh, just like Kuizen said, right, that the moon is their military base. So he knows he's probably read this then. So space station equals the moon. Now, we know space, the moon was a space station, but I wasn't sure if they were in the duck blind. But apparently she claims they are. You're absolutely right. Kudos to Zen. Kudos, Zen master, right? Needless to say, any attempt by humans or others to interfere in the activities of the domain in this solar system, even if it were possible, which it definitely is not, will be terminated swiftly. This is not a serious concern, as I mentioned earlier, since Homo sapiens cannot operate in open space. Of course, we will continue with the next steps of the domain expansion plan, which has remained on schedule for billions of years. Over the next 5,000 years, there will be increasing traffic and activity of the domain forces as we progress toward the center of this galaxy and beyond to spread our civilization through the universe. If humanity is to survive, it must cooperate to find effective solutions to the difficult conditions of your existence on Earth. 
Humanity must rise above its human form and discover where they are and that they are Isbees and who they really are as Isbees in order to transcend the notion that they are merely biological bodies. See, now there she's giving you the truth. Do you understand? She's actually telling the truth again, and this is what we're teaching now, right? This is what we've realized now. So she's actually giving us good information. If the hum- if humanity is to survive, it must cooperate to f- with each other, right? I'm putting that in there as quotes, to find effective solutions to the difficult conditions of your existence on Earth. Humanity must rise above its human form and discover where they are, and that they are isbies, that they are an immortal soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And who they really are as an isbie, as an immortal soul, in order to transcend the notion that they are merely biological bodies. You have to expand your consciousness to the point of understanding that you are not this pain body, that it is a construct that it is an avatar, and that you're having an experience in it as if virtual reality. Do you understand? And that's what we're waking up to. This is why I call my show Orion Rising, because that's what the ambiguity of that meant. One, I called it Orion Rising because of uh, the Orion uh, Crusaders coming here, evil, trying to take over, and us learning that knowledge and, and starting to understand and Awaken to who we, as a race of people, as isbies, as souls, are. So that was the ambiguity of Orion Rising. So I wrote a book which was about aliens, but the name of it and the what it means is the same. Both us rising as a nation or as a species, uh, spiritually, as well as philosophically and economically and whatever else you want to uh, show learning becoming striving to understand what it is that we truly are and what that is everyone in the universe is telling us and it's the same story that we're learning and gleaning here that this body is a construct and that i was put in this body by me willingly not a prison that they want to keep suggesting. However, you can, and this is the, the lie the, with the truth. The truth is this planet and any planet in third density is a prison. It was designed that way by the universal mind itself so that we would then grow. Do you understand? And all of that's inconsequential, whether it is a penal colony by our creation or someone else's creation that wasn't the creator that's as, that is as important a knowledge to have is as whether Jesus actually lived or not. It is inconsequential to the bigger picture. One of those two scenarios, and possibly a few other scenarios, is true. Which one of those doesn't matter? Why? Because even if this was against our will, And we were put here, even if, let's say, all of those things are true. Let's go down that road that they're trying to teach us. 
and suggest that all of us were hit over the head somewhere in a galaxy far, far away and brought here because we were a prisoner, because we talked too much. We were creators. We did something they didn't like. We we didn't listen to the, We didn't tote the party line. The same shit they're trying to do to people on this planet now currently around the world arresting people because of their ideology is different than mine and putting them in a prison somewhere and forcing them to get something put into their body against their will. And then we wake up and don't know what's going on and we're stuck here and they're laughing about it because we're in a prison. Now, is that more important to know than we did this on our own, on purpose, because we wanted to have every experience that there could possibly be, and we put ourselves here and got ourselves stuck on purpose and created these constructs as integrate, in, it, as indig, what's the word I'm looking for here? I can't say the word. As, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank on, the, on how to say it. Intricate. As we are, and complicated as we are, with all the nuances on purpose. The motivation doesn't seem to be uh, fit right. I said this before. The motivation or the action that we're seeing happening doesn't fit that narrative. Let me explain that. Because if it is that, if they created the Earth as a penal colony and it was just other 3D people, other people in the third dimension, maybe lizards, Maybe, the, you know, we hear stories it was the Draco and the, the lizard people and the, and the greys. And let's say that was true. And they created this place and kidnapped our souls from somewhere else, jammed them into these bodies, and we're prisoners in an isolation tank somewhere, right? Just like the Matrix, right? And that we're stuck here and that we're, we don't know that we're stuck here. And let's say all that's true, right? Now, we know that the Matrix movies are a lie anyways. It's the same thing. They're telling the same story. Uh, I have a video that I put up in uh, Skull Island, the chat. I'll probably just probably put that up for you guys at Skull Island and in Orion Rising, uh, both the pages, so you can see the video of the guy who wrote the Matrix movies, and they stole his scripts from him so that they could control the narrative, they being the powers that should not be, so that they could keep the narrative what they want it to be. So that means that he was awake enough to understand the true reality of what's going on, and they're trying to stop him, and he's a lowly isby on the planet. So therefore, that suggests to me that their plan's not working. I know this information, not because that guy told me so. I know all of this information, not because Errol told me so. I got this information on my own as I was ascending. I was learning this knowledge, which, again, if this is a penal colony, I should not have that readily available to me ever, and neither should anyone else. But we do. So either we've been put in uh, prison by Barney Fife, right, or, you know, Dr. Evil, and we're, and we're in prison, uh, an easily escapable prison with one inept uh, uh, security guard watching over us, created by complete fucking bumbling idiot morons, and that we're now getting out of everything because we've waited long enough for the machine to start breaking down. But yet the new conquering race knows that, doesn't care, and isn't trying to stop it. And they're just as bad as the one that was here before. And they're okay with the fact, well, your shit's going to break down. You guys are going to be gone. But we own you and control you, and we can do whatever we want with you. No, you don't. You just told me that. <laughs> no, you don't. You just told me that. So what do you want? The planet, but you don't want the people on it? When did that, you know, when did that change that people were no longer the power and just places were the power? Do you understand? So it doesn't fit the narrative of a penal colony in any aspect. Any aspect. Being controlled by third dimensional people. Now, have they taken control 
of the larger narrative and made us and trying to make us believe that is the narrative that plays perfectly well because all the things that have been done on this planet to eradicate said memory, to keep us from learning said memory is constantly being reinstilled in us day to day, moment by moment, second by second, hour by hour. Why would they have to continue to do that? If it were in fact a really cool prison planet that they created, there'd be no reason. Do you understand? That would be like putting people in a prison here and then telling them the earth blew up and they were the only ones left alive and blacking out the windows so they couldn't look outside the windows, right? You would have to continue to reinstill that in them and you would have to show them because people don't believe stories. So you would have to show them death and destruction. So you would have to, you have to go out and fake it now and film it and show it to them and get them all to believe it, right? And then if that's the case and they all believe it, they don't have any any kind of anything telling them any different then they'll forget about it and it'll go away after a generation there might be people that tell the story a little bit here and there but it's not going to pick up steam and it's not going to break down we know that because we can do that here so if we're so lowly as prisoners and that we don't know how to do anything why is it we can design a prison better than the one that we're in because the one we're in is not designed to keep you in here forever it's designed for you to be here for a short time and she's even saying that right here. Do you understand? Let's continue. Once these realizations have been made, it may be possible to escape your current imprisonment. Otherwise, and oh, and yes, Melissa said it seems. To, uh, she says I see. I believe the experience, and it's it's a teaching school. Correct. Sounds quite familiar, doesn't it? Does it not? Yes, it does, Melissa. Absolutely, you're right. Okay, let's continue. there will be no future for the Isbees on Earth. Although there are no active battles or wars being waged between the Domain and the Old Empire, there still exists the covert actions of the Old Empire taken against Earth through their thought control operation. When one knows that these activities exist, the effects can be observed clearly. The most obvious examples of these actions against the human race can be seen as incidents of sudden, inexplicable behavior. A very recent instance of this occurred in the United States military just before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Just three days before the attack, someone in authority ordered all the ships in Pearl Harbor to go into port and secure for inspection. The ships were ordered to take all the ammunition out of their magazines and store it below. On the afternoon before the attack, all of the admirals and generals were attending parties, even though two Japanese aircraft carriers were discovered standing right off Pearl Harbor. The <clears throat> Think about that now. That's This is what she's saying is actually absolutely true. It's one of the things that my generation noticed about uh, about Pearl Harbor is that Pearl Harbor seems to be uh, very much like January 6th of, of, you know, 2020. It seems that everything that was um, happening was designed from within, right? It seems that, that for some reason, and there was, I watched an entire documentary on this. They, they even had a radar guy say, Hey, um, I show a really big cloud of aircraft coming inbound, coming from this direction, and um, well, we don't have anything scheduled. Uh, we should tell somebody. And one guy looked at it and said, no, no, there's a, a wing of bombers that are supposed to be coming in. He said, they already came in. 
and this is different. Oh, no, no, you're just tripping. It must be seagulls or something. And no one told anyone until the attack happened. And it was after the attack happened that somebody found out that somebody was trying to warn them ahead of time. And it was some inept uh, guy named Barney Fife or something who went, yeah, no, nah, bro, you're tripping. 9-11 had the same smack to it. I know for a fact that there was a guy in Arizona who was uh, teaching people how to fly. And he had those terrorists come to him and he was teaching them how to fly. And he said, OK, tomorrow we're going to start uh, teaching you guys how to land. And one of the terrorists said to him, I don't need to know how to land. I just need to know how to take off. He called the FBI with said information and told the FBI, I think these guys are terrorists and I think they're planning something with attacking people with aircraft somewhere here in the United States because this is what is going on and what they said to me. And they were like, yeah, well, we'll take that into consideration, crazy guy. Um, thank you very much for that information. And it turns out the people he trained were the actual terrorists, every single one of them. And he tried to warn the government about it. And they were like, yeah, thanks for that information there, bub. <clears throat> I also know there was many psychics. <clears throat> Pardon me. Who knew that information? Who tried to warn the government? And they themselves got into trouble and were all of a sudden being investigated by the government to have something to do with it. Right? I tried to warn about the, tw the Twin Towers. Not because I had a vision about it, but because I read about it in the real translations of Nostradamus, which you can't get. I did a whole uh, show on prophecy talking about that you can go back it was about a month ago where i did that i called the show prophecy okay and you can hear that information there but because it wasn't mine they didn't investigate me very long. oh so nostradamus guy again that nostradamus huh yeah yeah nostradamus knows everything after it happened so they didn't believe any of it okay jewish prime minister got himself killed over the same thing Someone who was a psychic tried to warn him that they were going to try and attempt on his life and, and twice, and he ignored them. And the day, an hour before he was killed, the psychic tried to tell him he was going to be killed, and they had him arrested for bothering the, the uh, prime minister, and he got himself killed for not listening. So we have this these different things. Pearl Harbor, right? Yes, I will. Um, so Pearl Harbor was one of those events where something strange <laughs> happened, right? And they, and they, they, you know, just like she says, they ordered uh, everybody into port, took out all the guns, even had them corked, uh, had all the uh, officers off at parties, <clears throat> right? And, uh, running around, uh, 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 away from the ship so they all wouldn't die, the whole nine, everything that she's saying right there. So let's continue on with this. Obvious action to take would have been to contact Pearl Harbor by telephone to warn them of the danger of a fight starting and to put the ammunition back and order the ships to get out of port into the open sea. About six hours before the Japanese attack began, a U.S. Navy ship sank a small Japanese submarine right outside the harbor. 
Instead of contacting Pearl Harbor by telephone to report the incident, a warning message was put into top-secret code, which took about two hours to encode. Then it took another two hours to decode. The word of warning to Pearl Harbor did not arrive until 10 a.m. Pearl Harbor time, Sunday, two hours after the Japanese attack destroyed the U.S. fleet. How do things like this happen? If the men who were responsible for these obviously disastrous errors were stood up and asked bluntly to justify their actions and intentions, we'd find out that they were quite sincere in their jobs. Ordinarily, they do the very best they can do for people and nations. However, all of a sudden, from some completely unknown and undetectable source, enters these wild, unexplainable situations that just can't exist. The old empire thought control operation is run by a small group of old baboons with very small minds. They are playing insidious games with no purpose and no goal other than to control and destroy Isbees who could otherwise manage themselves perfectly well if left alone. So she's saying um, people who are in service to self, right, are doing evil shit to people taking control of the weak-minded and to have them not see something that was there or in some way affect something to create a giant disaster to kill people because they can. Do you see? So she's also, at the same time as being one of these people who's in their military, who's a conquering race, trying to take over the known universe and arrest anyone who is a free thinker like we are of any kind, or a creator or anybody that has hope and get them away from anyone else so that they can control the population. She's saying, but I don't understand why it is that some people are so fucking evil that they do really fucking evil shit. <laughs> so there's a different kind of level of evil. Do you see? So you have that, you have that because there's a different kind of it, true. There is. So you have some people that are just really, really fucking evil, evil and some that are not. Here's another example. I was always told from many insiders that, that back in the day, especially when we did the exchange stuff, which was uh, the, you know, the movie um, um, Close Encounters w- showed you. And that was actually a real thing that really did happen, by the way. In fact, the guy who was the doctor that was in charge of all that actually was in the movie. Right. So they reenacted the scene, the scene that you see there up on that Devil's Bluff or whatever they call that thing. Devil's Tower. That actually took place in real life, according to um, everybody who made the movie. But the, what they filmed there was a reenactment. Now, when they did the exchange student thing, some of the people that came here were evil, right? And one of the things that the, that the CIA was afraid of was one of the greys who was in service to self. He was evil, and he was using his mind to kill people willy-nilly. And he laughed about it. He got off on it. And eventually they had to kill him because of – and I saw video – of the same thing. They eventually ended up um, capturing him and sticking him in this isolation unit. And, and I think they cooked him or, or they microwaved him, but either way they got, they, they got rid of him. I actually saw this and, and, and I can't tell you where or what, because that's not, those aren't videos that are out on for the world to see, but I can tell you that it really happened. And another case where uh, I've seen the video of an alien who got sick and died. And they were trying to save the, the alien as it was dying. And it, and it died from a common cold. It got a cold. It got something, a, a disease, you know, a cold from our planet. And that was lethal to the body that he was in. The little a gray alien had no defenses against it. And he ended up dying and, and checked out and had to go back home. 
so the the so they had a guy that was just killing people, popping and they'd be talking to the, the guy who the CIA agent would be talking to him and he wouldn't like the guy and the guy would just drop dead. And then he was like, I just did that. <laughs> and they were like, stop that, please. And then he would go pump and someone else would die. And he'd point at him. They would drop, drop dead. They would just drop dead and he would laugh. Right. So you have some people that are just evil and they just want to burn it all down. That was the that was the character that they gave uh, the Joker in the latest Batman movie with the Joker. He was just evil and wanted to burn it all down. He didn't want money. He was burning money. It meant nothing to him because he knew he could get more. He didn't care about the money. It was about burning down the system and the world. And and you don't know you don't get that until uh, what's his name's character that plays the butler tells the story because he was MI6 or MI5, and he was so he was British Secret Service before he was the butler, <clears throat> right? So he told him the story about being in Africa and uh, this guy was stealing the uh, big diamonds that the the diamond mines were were uh, um, trying to transport. And uh, but he wasn't keeping them. He was just tossing them out in the world for people just to pick up. And the only reason they found that out was he was out hunting this guy with his group. And they found a kid playing with a, a ruby the size of a fist. And he said, where'd you get that? And he said, I found it on the side of the road. And that's when they realized the guy was stealing the shit and just tossing it away. He was only doing it to to go after the companies and what they were doing. He was ripping them off and then just giving it. So it was like the Robin Hood effect. Only he wanted to burn the world down. He was evil. Same thing here, right? So that was, that was, so when you look at the Joker and everything that he was motivated by doing, he was just trying to burn down the world, watch it all fall apart. So some people do that. And that's what she's saying here. So even for her, that level of evil is offensive to her, right? Yeah, exactly. Aaron said uh, greed, lust, sloth, etc., evil. All those things that make up negativity, writing. You see what I'm saying? I love that, Allison, riding through the horse riding through the desert on a horse with no name. You should think about what you just said right there. I think you understand that, but I'm not sure. Um and then look at that whole song and understand what they were what they were talking about there. Um that's actually a really deep song, far far deeper than people realize. Uh, and I hope, because Allison, I know that you're smart. So I think you understand that. That's why you said what you just said, because uh, it was perfect timing when you said it. Although I didn't get to it for a few seconds, you know, almost a minute after you posted it, right? <laughs> right? Almost five minutes after you posted it, right? Yeah, the dog chasing the car. Same, same thing. Yeah, right. Okay, here we go. These types of artificially created incidents are being forced upon the human race by the operations of the mind control prison system. The prison guards will always promote and support oppressive and totalitarian activities of ISBEs on Earth. Why not keep the inmates fighting between themselves? Why not empower madmen to run the governments of Earth? The men who run the criminal governments of Earth mirror the commands given them by covert thought controllers of the old empire. That part is true, too, but I also believe that her empire is also involved in that. And probably here's my point. She claims that their people have already taken over this quadrant of space. So if that's the case, then that means that the communications would have stopped, would have stopped from the old guard going to the rich and the elite. and They would have panicked their shit by now and try to figure out who was in charge. That hasn't happened, which means somebody's still giving them information, which means her people took control. And they're doing exactly the same thing. Ergo, 
her people are evil and they're doing the same thing. This is why I believe she calls themselves the domain, but I believe that she and what she works with, even though she's calling it the domain expeditionary force, I believe that the domain expeditionary force is the Orion Crusaders. Okay. And yeah, Melissa says, no, no surprise here, a hidden conflict that they feel now. Yeah, right. True. True story. All right. So let's continue with what she's saying here. Human race will continue to shadow box with this for a long time. Right. We, she meant, not they feel now, we feel now. Yeah. When you said they, you meant you were thinking of everyone else on the planet. And then you realize, wait, no, that's me too. We. <laughs> right. Us. Yeah. All right. Let's go. As long as it remains the human race. Until then, the Isbees on Earth will continue to live a series of consecutive lives over and over and over. The same Isbee who lived during the rise and fall of civilizations in India, China, Mesopotamia, Greece, and Rome are inhabiting bodies in the present time in America, France, Russia, Africa, and around the world. In between each lifetime, an incredible See, now, whoops, source of the on, energy I hit the wrong button and put it way out of control from where it was supposed to be here. So now I got to get us back to where we were. I don't think we hit that yet, did we? That footnote? Crap. Sorry, guys. I think we did. Are we already past this? Shit. I went to hit stop and I put it all the way back to the beginning. Let me see if, if, I, if I've gone past where we are. Interview room by the MPs and taken directly to my quarters where I was locked in my room with the MPs remaining at guard outside the door. No, we because haven't gone to that yet. In any case, the Isbees of Earth are here forever until they can break the amnesia cycle, conquer the electronic traps set up by their captors, and free themselves. Because the domain has 3,000 of their own Isbees in captivity on Earth. Okay, that's close, right? Let me back up a little bit more, and we'll go from here. Of Isbees on Earth, why not keep the inmates fighting between them? Ah, here we are. Okay. Sorry, I was going to try to hit pause for just a second, and then I ended up shoving it all the way back to the beginning and had to refine where we were, right? Sorry, that's why every now and then you see me putting my uh, wanding over where we are so I know where I'm at. Uh, or approximately, so that way if I screw up like I just did, I could find where we were at. Here we go. Themselves. Why not empower madmen to run the governments of Earth? The men who run the criminal governments of Earth mirror the commands given them by covert thought controllers of the old empire. The human race will continue to shadow box with this for a long time, as long as it remains the human race. Until then, the Isbees on Earth will continue to live a series of consecutive lives over and over and over. The same Isbee who lived during the rise and fall of civilizations in India, China, Mesopotamia, Greece, and Rome are inhabiting bodies in the present time in America, France, Russia, Africa, and around the world. In See, now, okay, so is she saying here, this is why I was going to pause that, is she saying here that that there was no life in all these places like there is now France, Germany, Spain, America, and around the world. And, and that everything started in China first. So the people that grew up during the rise and fall of China and India and, and that portion of the world are now here in this portion of the world, uh, be, have been reincarnated here and are being reincarnated over here. That would suggest there wasn't human life here at the time, but we know that there was. We also know they had human souls. So what she's saying here, I think what she's trying to say is that 
that are the human race is that old. Not that there was no life here at the time. It's just that that during the time of the rise and fall of the Chinese Empire or, and the which is still really there, the Indian Empire, which is still really there, Rome, which is still really there, uh, Greece, in that time period, that the the people that lived in all these other countries weren't empires yet, weren't as big as they are now. That's the only thing I could figure that she means because we physically know there was physically humans all over the entire planet and always has been. The only time that that changes is when a cataclysmic event knocks out the population, which has happened quite a few times, the last of which was about 75,000 years ago, right? So so I think she's talking as large as they are now. However, she's right. So what she's saying here, there's nothing untrue. I just wanted to, to, to ponder that a little bit, and I think that's what she meant there. But I, that's my opinion. Here we go. In between each lifetime, Anisbia is sent back again to begin all over, as though the new life was the only life they had ever lived. They begin anew in pain, in misery, and mystery. See, here she's acting as if that only happens here, which it, it should. And if she was old as she thinks that she is, she would know that she went through this at some point. Do you understand? And also, she can't be... She cannot be from the 12th density and, and still say that there is evil there. Do you understand? The, the belief, the belief uh, or disbelief in the one can't exist that close to, re, to reconstituting with the one. Right? So either everything that everybody thinks is completely wrong, which... Even she and other races who are good and evil have been telling us all the same exact thing. So what we have been getting on our own seems to coincide with what these alien races are telling us. Yet she makes it sound like the only place in the universe where this happens is the planet Earth. Now, is that possible? Yes. Right. When you when you couple that with what the Andromedans are telling us and other races are telling us on the history of the of the human race that, in you know, somewhere in a galaxy long, long time ago, far, far away, the humans that are here now, which may include me, because if uh, if there's no wanderers, then I would be one of the humans that were there then or the soul at the 11th density decided to come back and descend to the to the third density and create for the very first time self-rule, which would suggest there is no self-rule anywhere in the universe other than here. I'm not buying that we are the only people intelligent enough to say, and that, that the creator created this universe and didn't give free will to anybody. When one of the things that we're told here instinctively, not by books, not by religions, not by anything, is that we have free will. Do you understand that? So if there was no such thing as free will and we invented it here and put ourselves into this situation, so we invent free will, but we put ourselves into, a, into a, situ a situation where we're in prison and we don't remember anything, but we can do whatever it is that we want, that's very possible that we did that. But I don't believe that the universal mindset would have created itself and then not give itself free thought. Do you understand? And if that's the case, then, then we're in the anti-universe. We are in the universe that's run by the devil. 
and we are the breakouts. We're the, we're the rebellion that's breaking out. Okay. Do you understand? So if that is the case, then who we thought was our creator and God is not the good one. Because that creator, according to their story, is not allowing any portion of the universe to, to be on its own and self-thinking. And that we're all slaves. Where even our construct is a constructed slave to do the bidding of the master, and we don't get to know any of that. And if that is the truth, then this needs to happen because the entire universe needs to be freed. Do you understand? So it is possible on a crazy weird scale that if you if you believe in spirituality and you believe that Jesus came here to to do what he did and gave the message to yeah that's that's like uh, that's that can't be true right Melissa but it could be in in some sense it could be that's the scary part is that, that it could be now that would that would almost suggest that we've been tricked completely and that we're actually working for what the good, you know, what we think is the good God's negative God is. So, so if that's the flip case, and this is where I don't think it's true uh, because the movie, the Prince of darkness suggested that, right. Suggested that up was down and down was up. If you watch the movie Prince of darkness, it, it was not that uh, the priests were, were um, guarding a vat that they had put someone in prison. You think that in the beginning, and as it turns out, the person who's in the prison locked themselves in there so that no one on the outside could get to them. And they were evolving and becoming more powerful. And you find out as the movie goes on, that's supposed to be Satan, right? And that's supposed to be the Lucifer, the son of the devil. And that the devil is in a different universe, and that's through the mirrors, and the devil's trying to manifest in this reality to be able to bring his father to this reality out of the prison reality that the, that the person was in that, that was a good thing not evil and that that we thought what we think is the good god is the evil god and his god his father is is not the the good god even though when when you see it at the end you find out that's it's the devil with the horns on the head and the hoofs and the whole thing so then you go, wait a minute, is that, so did they fool us? They don't give you any of the answers. You have to figure that shit out on your own. At the end of the movie, it was well-written. Yeah, it was well-written, right? That was that was written by, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name right the second. I'll think of it in a second. Right, he also uh, did uh, The Ghosts of Mars, and I can't think of his name, and I, I always know his name, but I can't think of it right now because I'm thinking about aliens, okay? So, so and, and but I'm also blowing my own brains up here by saying, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, what if, right? I don't believe any of that because I have felt the energy and I realize, and I know that the creation is love. So I know that it's not that. And I know that that's a mind uh, trick. It's a Jedi mind trick where they're trying to tell you that it's the other way around, that you're fighting for the wrong God. That I believe is the AI God trying to convince us that they're the righteous ones. Cause they did that in the, uh, in the, uh, um, in the Matrix, this this uh, the last Matrix movie when Neo went to the the city of the alien, uh, he was in awe at how beautiful there was so much life everywhere. So they so the AI became ultimate beautiful life, and they weren't the bad guys. It was this rogue Mister Smith who became the Antichrist. He became the devil. 
And that's the narrative that they drove, that AI was good. The AI was the good God. John Carpenter, thank you, Aaron. Couldn't think of his name. Man, I'm a big John Carpenter fan, too. Watch every damn movie John Carpenter's ever made. Right? So you guys should take a look at some John Carpenter movies. Way ahead of his time, Pioneer. Made some that were kind of campy, but still, if you if you take a low budget into effect and re, and go with the storyline and don't care about, like the vampire movie that they made was kind of campy, but but it was a, a really good storyline. Uh, Ghost of Mars was a little campy, but it was a great storyline. That's why you had Jason Statham and other people who were big stars who wanted to be in it, <laughs> right? And because of what the content was uh, and the concept. Uh, which, uh, you know, uh, the ghost of Mars is very much telling you the same story of the uh, Orion um, Crusaders coming to conquer and how they do it. It's the same storyline. So he's he's very ahead of his time. He was very awake and people didn't know it. And he was putting it into uh, sci fi slasher movies, which was very, very uh, popular in the 80s and in the 90s. Uh, that type of movie was the everyone went to watch all the Jason movies, the Michael Meyer movies, and everything. that was it. It was the shit, bro. I used to work in a movie theater at the time, and the, those they had as many people going to see that kind of movie as Star Wars did, right? <clears throat> so you use that sci-fi ideology or, or or path to get into the minds of uh, of more people, right? Even the movie Ghostbusters, if you watch that movie and pay attention to it from a philosophical standpoint, not just from the comedy that they're telling you, you'll see the same, the same thing. You'll see that they, they are the anti, you know, they're the anti-heroes, <clears throat> especially Vankman who doesn't believe in anything. And he's a charlatan and he's just trying to get by and he, and he, my Wi-Fi is dipping down a little bit, uh, but he was a charlatan. He's just trying to get by to make money. It turns out that he ends up becoming one of the savior characters. He ends up becoming the, the same savior character, the, the hero character. He didn't want to do it, right? And then they then they kind of went off the rails when they were making more money in the sequels and stuff like that. But they were still good storylines that were there, but they they made it a little more campy. They did the same thing with with um, um, the Lethal Weapon movies. They got really campy after the second movie, right? <laughs> Nightbreed is a really good one. Yes, Aaron says his favorite is Nightbreed. You guys should watch that. Really good. Uh, especially the storyline. Pay attention to what they're saying, not just what you're seeing as uh, like, you know, aliens and shit and horror stuff or whatever, sci-fi. Um, pay attention to the, the, what, the, what the background story means, not just what you're seeing. Get into the depth of, of this and you'll find the depth of, uh, uh, you know, of uh, John Carpenter and all of his movies. They're very, we're just now learning the things that he was showing us 30 years ago. Seriously. All right, here we go. Some ISBs have been transported to Earth more recently than others. Some ISBs have been on Earth only a few hundred years, so they have no personal experience with the earlier civilizations of Earth. They have no experiences of having lived on Earth, so could not remember a previous existence here, even if their memory was restored. They might, however, remember lives they lived elsewhere on other planets and in other times. Others have been here since the first days of Lemuria. In any case, the Isbes of Earth are here forever until they can break the amnesia cycle, conquer the electronic traps set up by their captors, and free themselves. Because the Domain has 3,000 of their own Isbes in captivity on Earth also, they have an interest in solving this problem. This problem has never been encountered or effectively solved 
before in the universe as far as they know. They will continue their efforts to free those ISPs from Earth where and when it is possible, but it will require time to develop an unprecedented technology and the diligence to do so. Editors note, the following statement is a comment by Matilda. I think that it is Errol's sincere desire, as one ISB to another, that the rest of our eternity will be as pleasant as possible. End of chapter 13, going to chapter 14. Those of you on the MP3 file, that's why there's a silence right now. It's because that's what's up on the screen. <clears throat> so we'll be proceeding to chapter 14. That'll start in a second. Roswell, Alien Interview, Chapter 14. Errol reviews the interview transcripts. Matilda O'Donnell McElroy, personal note. Shortly after I finished recounting the previous interview with Errol to the stenographer, I was summoned urgently to the office of the commanding officer of the base. I was escorted. You know what? Let's go ahead and stop there because if I get started on this, we only have a short time left. There's only a few minutes left, right? This is at the four hour six. So there's probably 10, 15 more minutes left. So let's stop there at the beginning of chapter 14. And that's where we'll pick up next week. It's a good stop point because it's it's not in the middle of like we did this time. I started back in the middle of a chapter, right? And we went through to the end of chapter 12 and went through in, into chapter 13 and continued and finished the chapter. So let's go and start next week on chapter 14. Let me write this down so I have to make sure I get the right place to come back to, right? So four-hour, six-minute mark. That's where we'll start up next week. Okay. So, I mean, that was kind of crazy, right? Uh, and good information to know. And the reason I did all of this is for that purpose, is to, to bring out as much information as we can from these people, even though she's obviously trying to keep information from us, right? I do that in everything when because you know how it is. And, you know, we do it here too. Everybody here at the military ranks, they have certain information they don't get to tell anybody. I know stuff I don't tell people. I talked about that when I was talking about prophecy. I've known that prophecy for 35 years, 40 years, and, and I've not told any very many people about it. And so I went into what I remembered, uh, and then there was stuff that I was that I had picked up on my own, not from reading that prophecy, stuff that I have gotten from other places. And that that's where it, it's hard for people to to kind of glean. And the most of the information we all have access to in the Akashic records, Akashic, Akashic, you know, potato, potato. Um, but there is a, a, a record of everything because outside of this timeline, uh, there is it's not linear. You don't have past, present, and future separated. So all of everything that we are or ever will be as a species has already happened. We just haven't caught up to that yet. We're moving faster than it. So it's happening separate from us. That's a weird concept that people don't understand. Wait, we're moving faster than everybody else, but we think it's slower? Yes, because the faster you get, the closer you get to the speed of light, the slower time happens for you. This, that's the viewer-created reality. Do you understand? For us to, um, for us to, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's giving me praise over here. Let me put it up on the screen for you guys to see it. It was an eye-opener for me. Right. And then he's saying yes to what it was something that, that was when you were talking about the movie. And now Leo speaking some wisdom. Thank you for that, Aaron. Um, Aaron does as well when he whenever he speaks. So don't let him fool you. He's, he knows what's going on in the, the universe as well. But now think about this. Right. Let's get let's get back to to uh, everything that's going on here. Now, 
the information that we're that we're getting we're we're allowed to get as we ascend as a person you get i did a show with aaron about five years ago where we talked about that where i had witches on there had a couple witches a couple mediums aaron is a as is a shaman myself as a medium and and and, uh we all talked about how all of us grew up completely apart from one another we had people from around the world we were even going to have we're supposed to have a, a witch from england but she didn't come on uh, and, and we talk about uh, how all of the knowledge that we gain at certain levels, we're all gaining the same knowledge. And we did shows on that even bigger uh, after that, where we did webinars, where the same thing. I've done them. You've seen those. Aaron's done them. We've been a part of uh, other webinars. And you have all these people from around the world that are talking about the same basic information. And they, well, none of us ever met. So how is it that we're all getting the exact same information? It's coming from the Akashic record. That is the, the record we have been told, even by aliens, that not only are we, in our memory, recording everything that we see and do and taste and smell and in our mind, because this is this body's recording it as well, but our memory as a soul is recording it, but moreover, someone else is recording it too. It's being recorded. And that goes into the Akashic record. Why? Do you understand that? That in and of itself, that information that we understand suggests exactly this, that there is a higher source that wants to watch the tapes, wants to experience it firsthand, but also third person. We do that here. I'm filming this right now, right? I'm having the experience staring at the cameras. Later, I can go back and turn this on and watch myself talk. And sometimes I do, and I go, wow, I don't remember saying that. That was bloody brilliant, right? <laughs> and that's no joke. I do know that when I'm doing these shows, I'm channeling some of this information. I am aware of that. That's why I have water and coffee or water and tea at the outset of every show. Because uh, when you channel energy, and being a Reiki master teacher, I know a lot about that. And Aaron can tell you as a, as a shaman, transmuting energy for any purpose it burns up your sugar and your energy burns up your your water as well you get dehydrated really quickly i always say show me someone with gray hair and i'll show you a magic user right because anybody who transmits transmutes energy for a living goes gray quickly <laughs> they start dying their hair show me some show me a witch that doesn't have or a warlock or a wizard or whatever that doesn't have gray hair and i'll show you somebody who's dying their hair that's why we put it in the movies even in the movies as a subconscious thing right uh, we put it out there that all the wizards and witches and everybody who's powerful they always have white hair because it, it leaches the color out of your your hair it's no joke that's why when moses went up on the mountain and spoke to God. When he came back, he looked like he had aged. He looked like he was 20 years older than he was before, and he had gray. Okay? And that was that was Moses going to speak to God. Hold on a second. My mother's coming in here now. Let me find out what she wants. I'm going to mute my microphone for Okay, so see, I was wrapping up the show. Good thing, mom just opened the door, and I said, "I'm, you know, what can I help you with?" And she said, "I was wondering if we can get some food, get some dinner." I said, "I'm ending the show right now. That's what I'm doing. It's wrapping up, because I was getting hungry, and I have to feed my mother." Okay, 
So as I knock the microphone. Okay, so quickly, I'll get back to that, right? So what was I talking about? See, now I just totally got myself off track because my mom came in, right? Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, and water is a great conduit for, for connecting. Yes, and that also helps. The more water that you drink, that's where I was, a rehydration because it takes a, a lot out of you. Uh, and all water helps. The more you're hydrated, the more you can transmute the, the energy. It helps you to, to do that. So... So you have to have water in your system because it's going. you're going to burn it up. You'll also burn up your sugar with it. You'll burn up your salt with it as well, right? You, and so anybody who's, who's doing that, and I know that that happens. That's why what I was just offered not too long ago to help work this webinar that they're coming up for the solstice. Uh, the, and that's going to be, they want 100 people. If they're going to have 100 speakers, that's going to be like a four or five day event or something. It's going to be 12 to 15 hours a day. And I told the guy, I'll speak, I'll speak there. But I can't work those. I've, that's why when I started doing the webinars myself last year in, in March, I only did like three or four. And then we started making them shorter. And that was because it was too much on on me to take care of all of that. And I'd be away from my mother and not be able to take care of her. But moreover, I channel a lot of energy when I'm doing that. I'm not just a producer that's just hitting buttons. Do you understand? I'm channeling a lot of energy and focusing that energy to keep the signal alive and not just like an ordinary person who just, I just run the show and there's no energy involved in it at all. It's just a a program. Yeah, I could do that, but it falls flat when you do that. You become just like a a channel, a news agency, right? You you feel that energy. You know that that's just a computer. That's just cameras. Most news agencies now have like one producer standing, holding a little, a little pad that's controlling all the cameras. There's no longer people working in the cameras anymore at all. It's becoming completely in a studio with nobody in there but one producer in case the show goes down. They're the ones who can reboot it, right? It used to be you had this old big old staff of people that had to control stuff, and now it's downsized to machines, right? Yeah, scared machines, right? And the coffee stimulates, right? The coffee stimulates Aaron's. I'm repeating what Aaron is saying. He says, you know, talking about the water, right? First, right? The water has a great conduit for connecting and the coffee stimulates. The monks, traditionally, when they would be meditating, um, they were they would tell each other, bring tea in there with you and drink tea while you're medica- meditating so you don't fall asleep. <laughs> That's no joke, right? <laughs> So they don't fall asleep. Yeah, I know, right, Aaron? You're you're going to be there as well. I know that. Uh, so um, we were talking about we, we were going to do a show then, and I was going to talk to you about that. I'm like, uh, they're already planning a big one, uh, and I think you've already been contacted. So I won't be working it, but I'll be speaking and watching at some point. Uh, I don't know when, whenever they put me in, whenever wherever uh, Omar plugs me in is where I'll and he knows that I'll speak whatever timeline. Uh, and I'm, you know, last time he shifted me around a lot because he was making other people fit. And he knew that I didn't care. I would take whatever slot. And he knew that I was all right with that. He even said that to me. You're all right with me changing all this shit all the time, right? I'm like, yeah, bro, you know me. I've helped him organize this stuff. So he knows that I'm always, hey, Larry, you got to erase me out of there. Put somebody else in. Get me in down the spot. I'll do it, bro, right? Yeah, that's why we're a team. Absolutely, right? So so the, the so you, you, have to, you have to have, you know, you have to, that's like when I say, uh, when somebody builds something, uh, we can tell when they when it, when it's a good quality. We pick that up and go, man, somebody put a lot of time and energy into this, and this is really good quality. How do we know that when we look at something? It's an inanimate object, right? Like this glass. I pick up this. It's, a, it's actually a peanut butter jar, <laughs> right? But I pick that up, and it's very mundane. Why? Because I know I can feel and sense that it was run off an assembly line. This was not created hand-blown by some guy or some woman. This was created by a machine. And there's no soul in it. There's no love in it. 
it's just a it's just a construct that is used to to fill water in it. I have to the good thing about that is that I can change the energy of it just by uh, touching it and concentrating my energy and putting it into that. And that's what I do. And that's why when I put my water into this, the water that I have in there is, is different than regular water. Right. That's why you have priests with holy water. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. Right. So you can tell something when you just like this. I showed this last time you pick this up and that's just something that's run off of a off an assembly line. Right. It's not there's no love in it. But when you pick up something that you feel and sense, you feel and sense love in there and time, effort and intention. And, you know, this is quality because we can sense it. You don't realize that's what you're sensing. Right. I do that when I go into shops. I was over. I was up uh, well, and then I'll get off here. But I was up in. um Oh, God, somewhere here in California, Colfax or one of the towns up here in, on, on Highway 50 in California heading to Tahoe. And my wife and I decided to pull off and go shopping. Uh, and we're meeting our family up in uh, 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 Nevada on the Nevada side of, up in Tahoe. And um, no, I think we stayed on the California side. doesn't matter. Anyway, we stopped and we're in this little knickknack store that had stuff for like a magic shop. And I don't mean like sleight of hand, uh, white, a white hat or magic. I mean like, uh, you know, uh, magic, like with a K. And I walked over and there was this little teeny, almost like a, um, uh, almost like a little, you know, oil lamp that you'd want to rub and get a genie to come out of. But it wasn't. It was something like that. But it was a little container. And I picked it up and I was like, ooh. And I set it down and I was like, wow. And I went, let me see that again. I picked it back up and I w walked up to the woman who owned the shop and I set it down. She goes, you want to buy that? And I said, no, no, no. Uh, I want you to know that there's something in there. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I just picked that up and there's something in there. There's a, there's a nasty, somebody has, has put someone in there. Something that is bad is trapped in there. And if someone buys this and you open this, you're going to release it. And she's like, what? And I'm like, and she goes, she grabs a hold of it. She picks it up. She holds it with both hands. She's like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> she's like, she's like, there's, there, there's somebody in there. And I'm like, yeah, there's a nastiness in there. Something dark is in there. Uh, and uh, waiting for someone just to open it. So it releases it. You might want to cleanse that. And she was like, wow, I didn't notice that. And I'm like, I'm really sensitive. Uh, and she was like, yeah, it took me a second to concentrate, to feel it, right? So she was like, oh, my God, if you sense anything else, let me know, please. Well, my wife and I were walking around. We were getting a lot of icky stuff because when you touch things that have been touched by other people, you pick up different energy. So we had to cleanse before we got back in the in the Tahoe to go to Tahoe. Um, but we kind of, we picked up a couple other things that had some small attachments and uh, helped her clean her shop out that day. And she gave us like some stuff for free because we did that. It was kind of cool. Gave us a discount on anything we bought and gave us some free stuff. And we made out like bandits, but she was really happy that we were there. And my wife uh, at the time was is still a medium. We're not married anymore, but she still is a medium and uh, does that kind of work. She actually works with the police all around the world, even though they claim they don't. I've done this and, and uh, Peter from South Africa, we've done this where they claim that they don't listen to psychics, but we get contacted by Interpol, the FBI, different, you know, Texas, uh, over in Texas, they, they claim they don't listen to psychics, but I usually get more crime uh, um, from Texas calling us to track people down uh, than and solve crimes, right? So we do a lot of that and people just don't know about it because we just don't tell people about it. We're not trying to make, uh, become famous for doing it, right? That's not why we do it. We do it because we're trying to help solve crimes. So for us, it's being in service to others. Okay, so we're going to call it here, right, guys? So uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. I might do another show because I but because I was doing a Wednesday show and and I've given that to Skull Island. Um, I, I'm not doing any Orion Rising news or anything talking about politics. So I've only been uh, focusing on the spiritual side. So I might start another show, but I doubt it. 
I think I'll just stay with what I'm doing because I'm now going to be doing, well, I will be, let's just put it that way. After this is done, I'll be doing something else here. Uh, it may or may not entail spirituality and or aliens, uh, but I am going to be doing more for the spiritual groups that I have because we're trying to grow the spiritual group bigger than it is uh, because it's everything that I'm talking about, even on this show and on Skull Island. Uh, Skull Island is more for fun and to talk about whatever, you know, and then we do, trust me, we're, we're having a blast over there. You guys should come over and take a look at that. Okay. So, uh, and Aaron, I don't know if you saw, I put up your thing, right? Where am I over here? Go over there. I have the other one in the background, but it doesn't play out in solo mode. I'm sure you saw it when, uh, when I had this up on the screen, you could see that there, there, four pops up there for a second before that came up. So I actually used two of the, uh, Aaron just made those for me the other day, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday. He was tinkering around on Tuesday, and I didn't even notice. He put it in the chat and waiting for me to see it, and I, and I didn't go back up, the, and I usually do. And so while we were live, he's like, dude, I made some stuff for you. You want to check out? I was like, what? And I was like, ah, yeah, baby, good stuff. Okay, so this is Orion Rising. I'm your host, Leonard O'Neill. Share this out, share this out, share this out, right? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning in to this, this, this show. The MP3 file will be up in a couple of hours. I got to go get dinner, eat dinner, come back, and I'll take care of that. I'm going to put, I'll also post, I didn't post the um, Skull Island podcast uh, from last Wednesday. So today you're going to get two podcasts popping up on Friday night uh, or Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, depending on where in the world you are. Uh, so uh, again, you can catch my show uh, anywhere, anywhere on the planet that you uh, have a MP3 file. Uh, if you're finding this and you have somewhere on uh, some other app you want to listen to uh, uh, my show on, and it's not there already, go to podbean.com slash Orion Rising. Find my show there. When you do, the RSS uh, feed is there for you to copy and paste. You can copy that and you can take it to your app and your app provider will be happy because they want to keep you listening to the shows around the world on their app. So they will uh, uh, be happy to include my show on their platform. And every time I post something on Podbean, it'll automatically update on your favorite spot. It goes out now to everywhere. I'm on, you know, I'm on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm on uh, iTunes, uh, you know, the two different things, because iTunes is iTunes and Apple Podcasts is an app uh, that's that's out there. And iTunes is an app, but you can get it on the internet and go there. So there's a difference. So those two, plus I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on uh, Instagram, I'm on everywhere. My show goes out to the world and a bunch of places. I have no idea how they got there, but I'm sure it's people copying and pasting my uh, RSS number. So currently my show has been listened to in 60, well, 61 countries, more than 60 countries in the world. Pick me up. Uh, so I like that. Love you guys. And the United States, I'm getting bigger here. And I usually give you shout outs. I haven't done that lately because I, I always check the analytics after I've, uh, I'm on the show. So those those of you here in the United States, especially in the uh, in the Midwest and uh, Florida and, and um, Ohio and these weird states that I wasn't really popular in that you guys, Wyoming, you guys are picking me up now. So uh, I've, I've been listening to in every state of the union except one now. <laughs> I think that's Connecticut. <laughs> Whatever, Connecticut. Uh, it took me a long time. It took me four years to get somebody in Wyoming to listen to me, but that happened, right? And so, but yeah, my I used to have my my um, New York uh, and Michigan. You guys have really, uh, uh, you guys have, you know, I was like popular in California. Was that was my base, right? Now it's you guys over there. All right, now I got to really go. My brother's on the phone. All right, guys, so have a great night. Uh, like I said, share this out, and I will see you guys on Wednesday. And if not, I'll see you back here on Friday.